Let's get started. Now let's get it all in perspective. We did it like that and now we do it like this. Do not attempt to adjust your down. I'm transmitting live. Yo, let's get down to business. Now let's get it all in perspective. We did it like that and now we do it like this. Right. the underground world, every street and world. You may learn something. You are now listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience with Chico, Simon, come on, and your host, Matt Floyd. Well, Matt Floyd, but close enough. Uh, welcome to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience. My name is Matt Floyd, joined as always by Kamar. Welcome to the party. And Simon. What is up, y'all? Uh, what we do here is very simple. The three of us have listened to every episode of the Joe Rogan Experience this week. We're going to rate each episode as well as the week on a scale of one to five Jamie Vernon's. Points give our opinions this that and the next uh but first kamar how was your week thanks for asking brother matt my week was great you know welcome new listeners and uh, old alike uh we have a patreon which is the heartbeat and soul of the podcast and this week i'd like to welcome uh audra bowling welcome her back right audra welcome her back welcome back we missed you uh also a uh, big shout out to justin chan Hey, Justin. And uh, fucking from the heartland, Nathan from Saskatchewan. Shout outs to Nathan from Saskatchewan. And much hey, love Nathan. to all, all the Patreons. Um, this is a big week. I got cable in my room. Whose dog is that? Cannot be mine. Sorry, it's my neighbors got a puppy. Okay. Uh, yeah, there's. Should I go yell at them? No. <laughs> Shut right. that fucking dog up. <laughs> So, Kamar, you got cable in your room? Well, that's good. But, how is, but was, the, how is your 12th birthday? It's the brand new Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> it's the brand new Rogers remote. Oh, I know you've a lot of issues, Rogers. You can talk to it. <laughs> Voice activated. Dude, are you stoked because you get to watch, like, scrambled porn in privacy now? Uh, yeah, that too. But you, could, you just say Jeopardy, and it goes to Jeopardy. Hmm. It's really the future. Uh, actually, you guys don't watch Jeopardy, eh? I, watch I do watch Jeopardy. Jeopardy yeah. <clears throat> did, you, did you see Ken Jennings' first episode? Bit shaky. But he almost cried, eh, when he was, like, giving homage to Alex. Yeah. And then uh, this past Friday, there was a tiebreaker. It was heavy. I think he's doing a good job. It felt weird at first, like Joe's studio, but... I can only watch the one on Netflix, and they only release two seasons at a time. Oh, you don't watch real time? No, no, I don't have cable. Not, not, not in my house, not in my room, not anywhere, Kamar. When you turn 12. Well, that was my week, though, man. When I grow up, maybe. Exactly. Well, Kamar, I'm happy for your cable, and uh, nice free plug there as well. <laughs> for Rogers, it was a joke. Anyway, Simon, how was your week? Fuck Rogers. Um, oh, and the plug was... and the plug is gone. Gone. Yeah. No. Uh, my week was fine, Matt. Thank you. I um, woke up really early a couple of mornings, and I started watching survival. Uh, you know when guys go out in the woods and camp without anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They build. They build their own shelter. They do all that shit. And then it's crazy how like it's so boring. It's so boring. You're literally watching some, like, imagine how boring it would be for you to build a shelter in the woods. <clears throat> but you're getting tips. Now, 
now you're watching somebody else. I guess I'm getting tips. That's that's okay. I'm just saying, like, it's amazing what we let ourselves get um, sucked into. In, enthralled by yeah and then that led me to just watching some hunting no yeah no yeah yeah did some watch some hunting watch some squirrel hunting that's how like crazy this got are you are you thinking about bow hunting no i don't i like i love the silence and the waiting and all of that shit i don't mind that it's i just don't think i could I probably could take the shot, but everything after that, the guilt, the cleaning, the fucking mess, I just, meh, nah, meh. It's just being out there. So I like that part. You're just going to kill the animal and then be gone. No, no, I'm saying I wouldn't do it. Like, because uh, I, I, the only reason I would do it would be for the meat. And I think I could only do that if I really needed the meat. Like, really not just went out in the woods without anything on purpose, but, you know, was lost in the woods or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyways, yeah, so that that's that. How's your week, Matt? Oh, I'm, oh, whatever, who cares? Best lockdown ever. Yeah, no, it's been great. Uh, I don't know, Chico shot on the floor, and then the Roomba went over it and dragged it all around the house. So that was No cool. way, oh, that's hilarious. See, and that's why we just shouldn't be using technology. Kamar, get rid of your new cable. No, I'm in, I'm in too deep. Yeah, you guys are just fucking sucking Elon's big robotic cock. Slaves to the tech. It's nice to you that it's, it's nice to you that you said it was big. Well, if I was building my own robotic um, penis, I would make it big. I would very, very, very generous. So mm-hmm. I'm just assuming that Elon, you know, the mm-hmm. interior on the Teslas is roomy. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, that's, that was my week. Um, do you want to run down the uh, list, Kamar? Oh, we had a wild week. Uh, I guess we knew was coming down the pipe. Uh, 5097, Travis Walton, allegedly abducted. By aliens. Then we had uh, The Undertaker, Mark Calloway, 5098. Followed our favorite politician, 5099, Tulsi Gabbard was back. Although now she's not a politician. And then the week finished off with our favorite, 1600, Lex Friedman. Yeah, nice soup, by the way, Kay. Yeah, I, I realized it was just a prank because how Joe fucked up with his I was going to, but I realized no one's going to see it. To the listeners, I'm dressed like Lex Friedman. You look great. Oh, thanks, buddy. And yeah. to the listeners, I'm dressed like a $2 bum, so. You you also look great, Matty. Sure. You guys look fantastic, man. All right, well, let's rate, uh, let's rate the week as we tend to do. We'll start with uh, Simon. How about you? Why don't we start with you, if you don't mind? Are you frozen, Simon? Oh, he is frozen. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's that's frozen. faux pas. Okay, we'll start with you then, Kamar. I thought he was frozen. pranking us. Uh, I'm gonna have to give this week a uh, a two and a half. A two and a half. Which which means it's it's doable. It yeah. happened. Yeah. But um, it didn't do much for me. Yeah, I guess I'll give it a three. Simon, what do you rate? I'm going to give this week. A, uh, can you hear me? Yep, you're back. Loud and clear. Yep. I'm going to give this week a three seven five. 
No, I'm going to give this week a... Well, who's the middle get? Tulsi, eh? And the Undertaker. Yeah, that's the problem. Okay, I'll go with three, seven, five. Wow, Mr. Generous. Well, I mean, it started off with his fucking wet dream guest, one of five wet dream guests, so... Was a good this, one. this should be very interesting. It's ironic, though, Simon, because it started off with Travis Walton, but it ended with Lex. And in that episode, Joe compares QAnon people to Bigfoot believers. I don't know if you caught that. Low blow. Simon's frozen again, so he's not even going to respond. All right, Kamar, well, let's, uh, let's start it off. We'll start off the week with um, Travis Walton. From uh, a movie, I'm drawing a blank off the side. Fire in the sky. Fire in the sky. And uh, in 1975, apparently he was uh, abducted. So, Kamar, uh, this is just you and me. I think he looks like a guy who thinks he got abducted but did not get abducted. Did you see? Did you watch the video at all? I watched it. Yeah. He's so, a weird looking fella. Just because of his mustache and the fact that he's a ginger. He looks like a android or something. Looks like an android or something. Okay, fair enough. So you do, you do not believe that he was abducted? I do not believe he was abducted. Okay, and Simon's back now. Simon, do you believe he was abducted? Well, that was going to be my first question to you guys, was uh, after listening to this, you don't believe he was abducted? You think he just made this whole story up? Those guys were all able to stick to this story for that many years. Like, why would they bother? Okay, sorry. So what did you say, Matt? I hadn't. We hadn't gotten to me. I, I would say I'm undecided. I mean, again, like he's like Bob Lazar where sitting there listening to him, I can't sit here and be like, I just didn't believe him. I will say, I believe Bob Lazar more than him. Sorry. I will say this. Um, he obviously went through a Simon's still frozen. It's hilarious. His look, he obviously went through a very traumatic experience. And no, I'm here now. Okay. Yeah, I know. Yeah. He obviously went through a traumatic experience and so did the people around him. Um, I don't. I don't know what they saw. I don't know where he went. I don't know what happened, Simon. I don't know. I mean, That's obviously, where I, I can't agree with you. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. Who? I don't know. That's where I'm I at. I felt Simon. he was defending. He was defending it too much. Well, there's this, this evidence. This evidence. This evidence. Like, well, Joe was asking him a lot of questions, like, and, and he was avoiding answering them. Like what? What did you not get? Uh, what part did you like? What? Where? Joe finally got him um, in the craft, waking up on a table. Yep. And he says, "Were you wearing clothes?" And he's like, "Actually, uh, I was wearing clothes." And uh, thank God, my brother put him in a plastic bag and uh, took him off for uh, testing. And uh, have you heard the Drake equation? Uh, there's seven million plants out there. Like just. That part of his recounting was so vague, I found. Transferring from the ship to the room or whatever it was. And if he was wearing his clothes, there must be some sort of crazy DNA on them or something. Uh, That would be his weird evidence. I think if you read the book, uh, he probably goes into more detail than, you know, because he wasn't just going to say, I woke up on the table and then... But maybe. I don't know. Listen, I I mean... Go ahead, Kamara. I'm sorry. No, no, I apologize. Please. I just feel like if you get hit by a car, that doesn't make you an urban planner. What, is, what does that mean? 
he just sort of came off like he was some expert because of this one experience that he may or may not have had. If well, you get on. hit by a car, it doesn't make you an urban planner. Yeah, I don't know. Kamar, in this I guy's was working on that analogy for a while. Kamar, in this guy's defense, like he was abducted in what seventy five? Was that the year? Yeah. Okay, so he's had forty five years of like pondering. Like, think about Simon and how much he's looked into aliens, and he's never seen one. Imagine if he had been abducted; it would be unfucking real. This guy also says that he's had multiple alien encounters. And that seems crazy. I agree. You're like, that seems to discount him right away. But then you're like, I don't know. What the fuck do we know? Maybe they are like following people as a, as a scientific experiment. You don't just take them once, boom, you're done. No, you take them, you do your shit, and then you tag them and you watch what's going on for the next 40, 50 years. Can I, can I, my only problem with that argument, uh, and I've only thought of this one, I'm sure I could poke a few holes in it, but just this one off the top, Simon, is like, you have the technology to travel um, through space, like at great distances, obviously. And your argument is that they have to tag us and then come back to check on us. Like, there's no way they don't have some sort of technology that, we are so much more advanced than chimps, Matt. Yeah. Agreed? Sure. That's how we study chimps. We tag them. Yeah, but film we film them. Yeah, we but, watch them. I know, but it's but the point is is like if we had a way like if we had a if we had drone technology that could just stay right on a chimp, we would implement that. It's just not there yet. Is my point. They, you see what I mean? We wouldn't have people out there following silverback gorillas at any detriment to humans. We would just that's kind of my point. I, Again, he says that he's had multiple encounters. He's not saying that there's been a drone flying over. Do you see my point? Like, they could be watching him totally incognito to your logic, right? Like, using uh, cloaking technology, they've been following him around for 50, 60, however old he is. Sure. It just seems odd, again, like you said, that he would then have spotted them a few times. Like you'd think after they took him on the craft once, I, I'm just using, I'm, I'm, Simon, again, there's yeah. no logic to be had here, realistically, there right? May, there may be logic in, um, no, but there hear, may be some reasoning they do that. But hear me know, out. Man. What I'm saying I'm is it's beyond, that's head. what I'm saying is it's beyond our logic. So using yeah. our logic to try to figure it out is kind of redundant, but. Like maybe one day, once we're more uh, hip to the jive we'll all be looking back and be like, oh, well, that's exactly what they were doing. We see it very clearly now because we can see we're in the midst of it instead of, you know. Sure. Had an issue with the humanoid with the uh, goldfish bowl helmet. Yeah. Why? That sounds ridiculous. <laughs> I had an issue with him uh, speculating that they were looking for crystals. That have some special properties, but he doesn't really know what they are. Yeah, okay. I just found there's too much of um, his add-on. And just if he had just told the story. I mean, this is what I'll say. I think... I, I think that Barney and Betty Hill, there's probably a good chance that was like some sort of CIA thing. That kind of sparked all these alien abduction stories um 
like copycat. I don't, but his is so different in like, I don't know, man. It just feels different. I, I am with you, Kamar, that sometimes when he was talking, I was like, if I didn't believe him, there's no way I would believe him. Mm -hmm. But I do believe him. I, yeah. I, uh, well, well, I think that's how the whole thing starts. You're either in or you're out. And I knew nothing about it. You, I think you know more about this and, and I, before this. Yeah, I mean, Travis Walton, this is a pretty famous story. You know? Simon, can I also say this? He kept being like, you know, if all of us pass this polygraph, it's enough to throw someone in jail. We also know that, like, eyewitness testimony is the most useless testimony almost in the world, especially in high-stress scenarios. So, now, again, that's not to discount everything all of them said. If they all had the same story. But that's almost what's crazier to me is that they almost all had the same story. Do you see what I'm Why saying? That? Is that, And I get it. They all pass a polygraph. So I, I don't know where that lands in all this, but... It's almost crazier that they all have this super stressful moment and that they all come back and have, you'd think one of them would have been like, you know what I mean? Just out of sheer numbers, if there was seven of them, one of them would have had like a different, do you not agree at least a bit? I mean, it seems odd. That's all I'm saying. Like you're, you're saying in his favor of not lying. It's kind of in both favors. Like I'm saying, it's it's odd on both sides. It's crazy that seven people would have such a stressful event happen to them and that they'd all recount the same thing because like i said if we take seven people out on the street and they witness a car accident or they witness a a guy beating up a woman or not maybe not like something really violent or you know dangerous like let's say someone walks out on the street and shoots five people we're all gonna probably eyeball the guy differently height wise skin tone you know what i mean it's at the same time though we all knew that some guy walked out and shot five people there, you know, there's an, an alien ship comes down and shoots your friend. Yeah, maybe some of them saw red lights instead of yellow, and maybe some of them saw this and that, but they all saw a ship come down and shoot their friend. And, it, he, you know, like that was that was never in question amongst those five. I want to know more about the wood sample. The one that had the weird rings. Yes. That's something I would yeah. like to know more about because that seemed Any like. Of the concrete evidence just wasn't really presented i don't think and one of his major alibis was that his buddy alan that was trying to fuck his girlfriend vouched for him so it must be real that was what he said right off the top remember yeah did either either of you ever watch um fire in the sky the yeah. movie no so i went back and rewatched it after listening Simon, to this episode i just want to yeah. just to clear my own there's a scene where he's under the table and like syrup hits his mouth and he has a crazy flashback. That's the movie, right? A tear hits no, his mouth? No, syrup. Like like someone, he's under the table and like syrup gets knocked over. Is that a scene or am I just making this up? No, I don't think in this movie. Well, then maybe, it's it's, memory. maybe it's a different movie. I got to Google it right now then because it'll drive me fucking nuts. But keep going. I mean, maybe it is and I just wasn't paying enough attention, but uh, the movie's okay. It's like... Um, it's not a bad movie, but it, just on a whole. But if you were going in hoping for like an alien movie, it is super disappointing. There's it's, all, like, it's all about his traumatic experience. After it's all the about fact. them. Yeah, the fallout after. And then the one part about the aliens where they actually, it's like 15 minutes where they show him waking up on that table. Actually, he wakes up in this pod thing, but it's terrible. Like after listening to him describe it and then seeing the Hollywood interpretation, like they fucking 
they took a lot of liberties, to say the least. What, the actor didn't freak out when he woke up? No, he did freak out, but, like, he was floating around in zero gravity. There were all sorts of aliens hanging there and, like, pod things. And then, um, what else? There was just a lot of different... Oh, and they, like, torture him. In the they, ra- they, they rape him. They don't rape him. I don't think it's some. Hold on, it's if I remember the movie correctly, though, it is the right movie I'm thinking of. It's not necessarily that they torture him; they just make it seem like he's in distress, which isn't so far from the truth, right? Well, they like they to put a thing down his throat. Yeah, the, but that's they, a breathing tube, right? You could argue that they were just cramming a breathing tube down his throat to keep him alive wherever fine, they took him. Then, for such a futuristic, advanced race, they stir, sure have some prehistoric. Uh, like, it was less than what we have. It was much more uh, abrasive and whatever. Any, anyways. Rudimentary? It was just, yeah, it looked like it hurt a lot. The thing and to separate the mouth and everything, you know? But, was, but, but, but they had discussed that the film did take a bunch of artistic license. Well, they definitely did. The lead character, the guy who plays Travis Walton, I guess he's not even the lead character. Yeah, he's the lead character. Um, D.B. Sweeney. Huh? D.B. Sweeney. D.B. Sweeney. That's the actor's name. You call that off the top of your head? Yes. Are you you sure? Really? I'm pretty sure it's... No, I can pull it up again. I had the thing up two seconds ago. Isn't isn't D.B. Sweeney that guy who just won an Oscar? Hold on, I'll look. Fire. Ugh. Anyways, he looks just like uh, Paul Rudd. It's crazy. Yes, 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 yes. Like insane. At the beginning of the movie, for the first 25 minutes, I thought I was watching Paul Rudd. Yeah, it's D.B. Sweeney. Correct. Hmm. Nice, Matt. Yeah, Anyways, thank you. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I, I, again, Kamar, like I, I'm with you. I, I can see why you would think that this guy seems a little weird at points. But I think when people... Like, he has PTSD, I'm sure, from being abducted by aliens. So you were looking forward to this and came out slightly disappointed. I wasn't disappointed on this one. This one I liked. It was good. There was nobody around to interrupt. There, I felt like Joe did a really great job of asking questions. He, I could tell even Joe couldn't help but be skeptical at times. And I, th- I thought he did a good job. Uh, I don't usually think I, he does. I mean, let's keep in mind, Joe's had, like, people who you could argue are on the, I guess everyone's on the periphery of aliens, but to actually have someone who's like, you know, stating, stating that they've been on an alien craft and have had interaction with them, you know, not so much in the, but yeah, I mean, it's. But uh, listen, I don't think it's like, um, like getting Bob Lazar was a huge get. Bob Lazar doesn't do a lot of interview, right? You see what I'm saying? Travis Walton does the tours. Of course, yeah. He's probably at yeah, Comic-Con yeah. in every fucking stop. That's not, why not, he's got to stick to his story. It, it, that, that could be it. Or, 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 it's, true. or it's true. That's more exciting, Con- obviously. Conversely. Um, yeah, but back to what I was saying. Um, Barney and Betty Hill. Like, let's say that one was, uh, you know, it gets the ball rolling. Probably 99% of all abduction stories are make-believe. But, like, there is still that 1%. Yeah. I mean, but we... 
all of them we just have to believe. There is no hardcore evidence. Simply that tree sample. Well, or uh, no, I mean, look, some stories you don't have to believe. You are fr- free to make up your own mind on just about everything. Yeah. I, I guess I'm thinking if there's like video or something. I surprisingly came out of this thing. I believe Bob Azar more than this person. Travis, if that's his real name. I mean, Simon, I'll put it to you this way. Let's say Travis Walton is alive well into his 150th, the 160th year. You know what I mean? Because his argument is like the one guy who the beam touched got skin cancer on his arm, right? Did I did I interpret that correctly? So Correct. his, his argument then was that he most likely would have died being exposed to the beam that he was, and that, for sure, and that they mostly took him on to like you know patch him up or well, whatever. Yeah, I I told you guys that that was, that's my favorite part about this story yeah. is that they hit him, and the only reason they take them with them is because he would have died if they didn't. They didn't mean to do it. That's why that like otherwise, why not just leave him there and take off? You know, like we, is it weird like we just would. Off the top that he runs to the light. No, I think that I yeah, I think some people. I don't know, Kamar. You let's wait until a UFO comes down in front of us. We'll see who runs towards it and who runs away. And yeah, just, I, right off the top, he said, "I inexplicably for things I can't explain, I ran to the lights." If they. If they, were the story. if they were following Travis and that's why they were there in the first place, maybe they were inside his mind telling him to run towards light. I don't know, dude, you know? But we, he told us inside they were trying to communicate to him with their minds, but they couldn't. I mean, All again, I, I think that's his interpretation of, you know what I mean? Too, I, much, in, too much interpretation, not enough facts, and very vivid memory of some details. I'm sorry. I I wanted to believe him more, but I just... I think the bigger problem is he's had so much um, regression hypnotherapy that that could be great in some cases, and who knows what over the years has been filling in the gaps, like... Or what he blocks out. Well, that's why they do the hypnotherapy is to release what is blocked. Did you notice when he was like, uh, we're going to do a remake of the movie, uh, but uh, we're going to hold on for a bit later because uh, it's coming. You had a problem what? with that? Well, he, he was saying the, say it's the 180 days and Congress has to release what they know about UFOs or whatever it is, but it seemed like he was trying to make a play. <laughs> A play for what, Kamar? To sell this movie and make lots of money. It felt <laughs> like he was like, "This is this is my big one." Well, now's the time, I suppose. I oh, mean, strike while the iron's hot. Yeah, it's. Uh, I was quite surprised he was married. Well, that's. She, I Mar- mean, they had to send married. someone to marry him. Keep a real close oh, eye on him, him, right? But did he say he has a daughter with nine children? Yes, he did. You did. There's something up there. I'm sorry, guys. If they took him up and they put something inside him, Super. Matt could be right. Maybe they sent a woman down so that he could then procreate to make more star children. Like, I really, it, would that surprise you at this point, Kamar, to know that our our world is seeded with people who aren't 100% human? Star no, children, exciting. as Simon Indeed. put it. Our children. I like, I, hey man, Moma, Mocha, 
MoMA. Boca. Whatever. I Boca. Just, <laughs> he, he pushed my uh, bullshit meter. Because of there was so much tangents, he kept going off when it was just like, just tell that part. And then he'd go off about humans are savages. And it was interesting how he was uh, trying to stress people not to be afraid of aliens. Okay. Do you well, think I people mean, should be afraid of aliens? I don't know. Uh, if you're asking I both of I, us. I, I, yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, I'll put it to you yeah. this way, Kamar. I don't have a problem with him doing that. If his, his thing is this. He feels like the narrative forever has been be afraid of these things. And then he feels like he's been up close and personal and that we don't have much to be afraid of. Now, keep in mind, he also stated that like he thinks there could be, you know, a bunch of different alien species. So who knows? Maybe we should be afraid of one. Maybe the one that's dealt with him was super nice. And maybe the Hitler of the aliens hasn't has yet to be here. Right now, the going narrative and the only reason really that um, the New York Times was talking about things and the or more to the point, I guess, is that the uh, government started admitting to things is because they're now looking at this as some sort of threat. And if they can look at it as a threat, then they can justify spending the money on it. So the, the threat thing isn't new. You know what I mean? And just as a side note, um, Luis Elizondo, Luis Elizondo, the guy who used to run ATIP for the government and then started working for the Stars Academy the, with Tom DeLonge, mm -hmm. he's now left to the Stars Academy to start his own something or other i don't know that's a nice little deep dive there brother saying that um to the stars was too focused on the entertainment aspect of it and he wasn't what does that even mean and then there was the weird sorry thing. oh sorry i meant what does that even mean they're too focused mean, on the entertainment aspect it means that tom DeLong, when he started to the stars academy he said he was going to be providing a lot of like educational stuff to you know proof and this and about the science but they would also be doing an entertainment division movies he wrote a series of ya novels called um dark machines or fuck something like that and it's like a three-parter where there's like a little bit of truth mixed in with some fiction and gotcha so that was always part of it and louise is now just I think he's, you know, he was like the uh, credibility and now maybe he just sees that he needs to distance himself a little bit. I don't know. I don't really know the back. Uh... Gotcha. Go ahead. Why would someone pay $10,000 to discredit him? To discredit? Him. Luis Alessandro or this? No, guy? no, I'm back Travis to Travis Walton. Walton. Oh, Travis Walton. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I could think of a lot of different reasons, but I'm sure the government wanted to do it for a long time. I don't know. Why? Why are you asking? Well, he said uh, someone tried to bribe someone $10,000 to change their story. And their wife told him, oh, you're not doing that. Hey, it's too many weird things. I'm sorry. Like now it doesn't seem like a big deal because just the other day, the government told you that they see UFOs every Tuesday. But... In 79, in the 80s, in the 90s, like, but I'm Kamar, sure this was information they didn't want leaked out. Well, I can't believe Simon hasn't brought this up yet, but that you just brought up the whole intention of Operation Blue Book. 
was to discredit anything around this. So right, right there, someone offering someone 10 grand alone puts a seed of doubt in your head where you're like, why would something, you know what I mean? It, it doesn't take a lot for you to immediately, for people, not you, but for anyone to immediately be like, I don't know, this seems fishy. And, and that's also make a paper trail to expose Operation Blue Book at the time. Well, and it well, did get exposed, didn't it? That's how we know about well, it. They came out and admitted it. But, um, it, like, look, I don't think they were so stealthy. They were blaming fucking UFO sightings on um, hot air balloon or weather balloons. Like, they just didn't give a fuck. You know what I mean? I just think there's, there, if it is government, especially, there's way easier ways to discredit him than uh, bribing one of the alleged witnesses 10 grand to change the story. I don't know. Who'd even care? Oh, are you and, talking about one of his, the five guys? Yeah. I believe so, yeah. They didn't want this to be true. I just don't see, like, look at the, oh, you didn't see the movie. Watch the movie, man. Yeah, Who but you want it to be true. The town, the sheriff, the FBI, nobody. Nobody wanted this story. Like, they wanted them to just admit that they tried to kill Travis. That was what they wanted. That's what they thought happened at first, for the first five days. And then when he showed up, they wanted him to admit that it was all just a hoax. And he has no idea what happened for those five days. He just wakes up outside five days later. No, Travis knows what happens. No, he says he uh, is brought down to a room. There's a woman humanoid now in a weird face or something. And then there's a table with some weird lighting. And then I wake up in the cold. Okay, well, that's the story they told. That's the story. That's his story that he's sticking to. Yeah, I didn't realize that all happened over like 15 minutes. I thought that maybe would have been over days, but... I'm also surprised, Simon, that you don't in any way, shape, or form that think that the CIA could somehow be involved in this. I totally do. Just like I said with Barney and Betty Hill, I just, I don't know. Look, I, I believe this one. The same way I believe, and again, like Barney and Betty Hill, I don't think they're lying. I think they got drugged using like heavy doses of acid or whatever the fuck they give, and they were totally duped. It could be the same thing for this guy. I mean, it's five loggers. How hard would it be to? That's that's rude. I, don't I find that way more likely. <laughs> but, but if they were, I'm just saying it's a contained situation. Just like Barney and Betty Hill, they had them alone in their car on a highway. These guys were alone on a backwoods thing. Well, and he said too, he's like, it was the perfect spot. It was like there was five, like hills or mountains, kind of around the yeah. area. It's like a, I don't know. They just spike their like coffee with um, uh, whatever, you know, acid mixed with uh, so with DMT they, or something. I don't know. They implanted them this experience, and then another department is paying $10,000 to discount this experience. Can I just stop for a second? It's odd because I don't know whether to. I am taking him far more seriously, but I don't know whether to take him more seriously or less seriously because of the suit. But I'm taking him more seriously because of it. Who? You. Oh, I, well, I thought you were talking about Travis Walton. No. He just—he looked ridiculous. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, and I don't want to judge people on their looks. And he either looks like a guy who's made up a story and is sticking to it his whole life, or he looks like a guy that got uh, abducted. I mean, he did have an all gas, no brakes kind of look to him. 
but like not intentional. <laughs> and uh, have I, did I tell you guys about witness speak? Don't point at me, but no. When, uh, when witnesses are on the stand, they talk in some weird language. Like they think yeah. there's a proper way to talk. You know what I mean? Well, they talk like She's cops. So, well, it's uh, the way they think the judge read, wants them to like what the judge wants to hear. Yeah, exactly. But the judge is only listening for the answer to the question asked and everything else may give it means nothing. He, I guess he was sort of, uh, on, he's being cross-examined by Joe and he just, it sounded like a witness. He's told, he's told this story probably a hundred thousand times, you know, like, so I think he could have just banged it out instead of constantly going off of these tangents. Well, I think he's used to doing it at Comic-Con and probably being on the Rogan show. I don't, Joe, like, let's wait until you're under those lights. I, I, all I know is we'll, there's no way we'll ever know for sure. I wish Kamar got abducted by aliens and nobody believed them. That would be fitting. Well, like I, I said, to myself. Kamar, if he does live to be like 200, and not that we'll be alive, but you know what I mean? Like, if he outlives, might be. If he outlives us by a long shot, do you then feel like there's that something happened to him? He'll outlive us by a long shot and Kanye will buy Universal. Okay, fair enough. His children are probably, like we said... She has nine kids, if you're right, and they're all star children. And like the lineage is there; it's being passed along. And or I don't know how, waiting for the residuals from the movie. I don't know how they pick people, but there must be some logic to it. Like, like you said, they're so far ahead of us. It's like ants trying to understand why why it rains. Well, that's the thing. If you believe him, there's one path you have to go down about Marvel about everything. If you don't believe him. It's it's just two different discussions. Yeah, like I said, like I said at the jump, I you know, I, I didn't know whether to believe him before he went on, and I don't think him being on helped or hurt his case. I left just as confused as to my stance. I wish I know what Joe deep down inside thought. Which is not gonna happen. He's not gonna like, I think you're full of shit. And also, Kamar, in Travis Walton's defense, you know, when something like this happens it's almost like you're mad that he's monetized it in a way like, Oh, this guy used to just be a logger and now he travels the world telling his fucking story. I mean, you know, it's, you, it, and let, let me tell you this, Maddie, I can probably guarantee you this without actually knowing it, but I'm sure he's taken a lot more flack than he's made money. Uh, I don't know. You, I mean, I don't think, I feel like you're influenced by the movie. Why? Because you saw him getting a lot of flack in the movie. Uh, no, I know that these guys get a lot of flack, period. It's hip now. It's chic to believe in aliens. Five years ago, it wasn't, man. It was... You hit, You didn't talk about it at the water cooler because people made fun of you. Like, you're forgetting. You're. It, we just... We've all become so easily adaptable to what's going on. It wasn't like this before, Kamar. It was this was tinfoil hat shit, and now it's just oh yeah, of course there are aliens. Of course they see them all the time. Do you think that most people don't believe him? I think that probably most people don't believe him. And here's the other thing, Kamar. Like, 
you know, now that people are coming forward and talking about Tic Tac sightings and, and the Nimitz and all of this shit that makes it totally believable, does that, that not now make you like take a step back and say, okay, maybe some of those things that I thought were totally offside before I have to take another look at, I have to like reformulate my set of beliefs based on truths that I've seen. I will allow you that, that uh, perceptions and uh, thinking or logic is, uh, will come around. But I just feel like he'd be more famous. There's just something. It's almost like moon landing shit. Kamar, can I ask well, you a do question? Do you think that Bob Lazar should be more famous? Because he's not famous at all. I believe Bob Lazar more than this guy. Can I ask so, you a question, though, Kamar? Um, sir. You asked earlier, uh, what kind of proof would you need? Like, cause he, uh, this is a pre cell phone era, right? So he, he there's no way he's going to have a phone or a if camera. Grab the, uh, circular like, uh, item that he used to swing at the aliens when he was, what's, what's interesting though, if those aliens just, let's say it did happen that the, uh, the grays or whatever, aren't actually, uh, a life form. There's some sort of droid or like uh, pawn of the aliens to, uh, have a buffer. Yeah, well, right. Like, remember, we were talking, maybe they were some sort of, like, android or something that survives in our atmosphere, and maybe the aliens never leave space, their ship, because they don't want to have to deal with coming down to our atmosphere. How well, do you... Oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say, it's like, you know how uh, now in, like, certain, like, super high-tech businesses, they just have, like, a, a robot segue with a an iPad on it and it'll just have your face and like you can walk around the office, but you're not there. I mean, that you know, yes, if we're there well, now, give it 200 it's where years. We're, it's where we're headed. 200 years, 10 years. We're going to have sure. fucking robot butlers. Yeah. I'm just saying, imagine what it will be in 200 was my point. Uh, Simon, before your boycott of the internet, had you done any deep dives? Are there any other interviews like uh, from 10 years ago or anything with him? With Travis Walton? Sir. Yeah, there are. His story remains the same. And, and you feel he's very consistent. I mean, again, I just, I, I, the five of them, I don't know. I, I, you know how you guys are always talking about like keeping stories straight and stuff over time. Somebody will break like, yeah, I mean, I just I, don't think, I don't think they've made a ton of money. I think you'd be really surprised to see that these guys aren't rich. I think most of them are like miserable from a life of having to defend a story that nobody believed, not their families, not no one, you know, I, like you're, I, I, yeah, I think like, look at, look at Bob Lazar. Okay. Here's a guy for all intents and purposes that should have been able to cash in off the, he ended up having to fucking be a whorehouse manager. Like they weren't making big bucks. Uh, his situation is a little bit different because I don't think he cash in on top secret stuff. And maybe Lazar wanted to run the whorehouse. Maybe that was like so his childhood dream. Who wouldn't? Maybe, Matt. Maybe. Never did very well with the ladies. I don't know. I'm just Poss saying. Possibly. All right. Well, are we done with Travis Walton? Uh, sure, if you want to be done with him. Well, no, I was asking. It felt like Kamar was done. You've done nothing but say you don't believe him. Those are the points you've brought up. And it That's was fine. his veering no, off. I know. 
the explanation as Joe's like, so when you're on the ship, whatever. Well, actually, there's many universes and just tell the story and I believe you more than the way it came off. I'm sorry. I probably believe that there are many races. Like, why would there be one race of other extra Considering that, you know, there are so many stars, each with their... Or, um, so many suns, each with their own series of planets, just like ours. Why would we all be the same thing? I hate to do this, but have you seen the latest uh, one with Lex Friedman, with the physicist? No. Yeah. Who explains how there could be uh, nothing or many? Um, a Mua Mua guy? No, he... I don't know what kind of physicist he is, but he's very... He says there's a 50% chance that we'll destroy ourselves in the next 100 years. Oh, I did oh, see yeah, that guy. Yeah, the guy yeah, with right. the gap in his teeth that kind of stutters oddly. Yeah, I, know, weird I know who you're talking about. I've heard that Amuamua guy on a bunch of different podcasts. He's definitely making the rounds. Yeah, Av- Avi Loeb. Avi Loeb, yeah. He's a real... But I will, ag- I will agree with you that it is uh, in the zeitgeist or the most prevalent uh, alien space talk ever. Mainstream, not behind a... Right now. A fire or a oh, campground yeah. out, out in the woods. We, we have a space force that's getting ready to go to battle with an invisible foe. And then there's that. If they do have this technology, then they can just blow us up anytime they want. Yeah, well, I, would, I would agree with and, that. Well, if they and, have a light that can give us skin cancer, I mean... And that's why we would have to assume that these guys have no interest in hurting us because if they've been around for as long as they say and they haven't done anything but, you know, pick up a couple of people and shove things up their butts, like, whoop they fucking do you know? They could that annihilate is... us with a button. We can annihilate each other with buttons. Like, of course they can do that. But if they can do all that, they don't actually have to shove something up a butt. They can just do an MRI or whatever. I don't well, know. Imagine that. Maybe that's the easiest way to MRI someone. Just stick a special tube up their ass. Well, and may, maybe there's just like, that's how you know the fake from the real story is if there's any butt talk, you know lies. And no butt talk, telling the truth. Or possibility. Maybe Walton's leaving out the butt talk. He's like, no one has to know about this. And the theory is that we are not evolved enough for them to actually make proper contact. Would you talk about the butt talk, Maddie? Like, if you were in prison and then got out, you would say, yeah, I got in a lot of fights in prison. You wouldn't say, I got raped a bunch in prison. Listen, anyone who's seen me in person knows that if I'm going to prison, butt stuff's happening. So there's no I'm, point in I'm denying just saying, it. Hello. I'm just saying anybody, not, you know what I mean. Yeah. Enough. That's semantics. Listen, the first night in prison, they're knocking my teeth out, not because they don't like me. Uh, uh, they, call, they call him Grandma Matt in Cell Block C. Yeah, Grammy. Everyone loves a good Grammy. Yeah. Grammy. Grandma. All right. So now we're done with Travis. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're done. All right. Well, I believe him. Let's... Whoa, 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 one sec, Maddie. So I believe him. Kamar obviously doesn't. And where do you land on this whole thing? As usual, I'm on the fence. I don't know. Yay or nay? Yes. Oh, come or no. on, Matty. Live gun, a little. Gun to your head. Spell banana or we shoot your mom. Oh, gun no to fence. my head? No, I don't buy him. There you we don't... go. He's lying. No, but hold on. I didn't say he's lying. No, no, I didn't I, say I, that. I, what I said what I'm was. To stress, 
he may believe what happened to that's him, what I'm, I don't think he's lying. That's what I'm saying. Is like I don't think he made this story up. There's a big Do difference. Do you believe the story? Uh, nope. I have a tough time believing it. Weird details. Yes or no? No. Gun to the head. Gun to the head? No. no. Okay, there you go. In normal podcast conversation, I'm not certain. There's not a gun to I my head, it. so. I love you committing. All right, let's move on uh, to The Undertaker. Well, we should rate it. Oh, no. We know Simon's giving it a four. Yeah, go ahead, Simon. Start with you. Four. Uh, I give it a three. Dos. That's a two in Spanish. I, actually, I'm going higher because I believe them. I'm going 4.3. Ooh, big spender. Yeah. 4.3. Okay. All right, well, let's move on to uh, The Undertaker. And 1598 Mark Calloway. Yeah, and, call and him Tony. by his name. His name is Mark Calloway. My apologies. Say it. Mark Calloway. His name his is name Mark is... Calloway. What the fuck is going on here? I think he's the Undertaker. All right. He's um, the Undertaker. I don't know if you guys noticed this last night, but um, Dan Hooker's nickname is The Hangman, and they had those little animated things up. When his came up, it had a noose nowhere near it. And I thought that was hilarious. I was like, they refused to use good on them. I mean, probably, you know, I think, a, I think that's a, a good black call. stick man. Is that why? A black stick man. Well, they had like, like a grim, it no, it was like a grim black? reaper. Oh. Oh. It was like a grim reaper type dude. And then he had like hooks hanging below him. You know what I mean? So they, but mm. either way, I just was like, oh yeah, smart, smart move on them to not. Uh... He got knocked out last night, eh? Yeah, Chandler's no joke. And then he called out Khabib. He called out every. He called out pretty much the top five in that division. <laughs> He's had one fight. That's well, two fights. I that's guess. what you have to do when you win, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, but he took out a top five guy, so you know. I think at that point, yeah. once you take out a top five guy, you can call out all the guys above that. But I thought it was funny. He was like Conor McGregor or Dustin Poirier. <laughs> yeah, funny. So I'm not going to beat around the bush here, boys. Uh, You've heard one wrestler. You've heard them all. Uh, the neat part of this is his uh, come up when he was going to play. Uh, he was planning on playing basketball in Europe. Mm -hmm. And a fellow suggested he uh, get into wrestling. And now he's here on Joe Rogan. Can I tell you my problem with the wrestlers on Rogan? Except for Jake the Snake. He was different. Um, I've seen the shows. The beyond the mat whatever that one is where they show you all these different cases of wrestlers and murders and all there's so much amazing shit that goes on behind the scenes and all they talk about is injuries well that is without a doubt the injuries i mean uh, providing the more evidence that it is real even though it's fake them what they're doing or whatnot let me just finish my point though kamar pardon me is that no no it's all good is that Anybody who is still tight with Vince McMahon never gives you any background. Yeah, you never I, I get feel, the real goods. Yeah, you never get the real goods. Jake the Snake hated Vince McMahon. We got the real goods. Like that's but, this is what's going on. No, here. but that's the problem. See, I see what you're saying. What you're saying is you either get a Bret Hart whose brother died at an event, or you get someone who's still a company man. There's no. There's really no in-between. That, that's what I guess I'm saying, and this is why I think what Kamara is leading to is that 
these are stale because you're not, they're all just really Vince McMahon. Yes. Guys in the end. And, and that was the point I led to after hearing enough wrestlers, just the similarities. They've got to be respected, crazy lifestyle, whatever. Vince McMahon is the get. Yeah, but he'll never give you the goods either. No, he won't. You need guys like Jake the Snake, like, you know, RIP Bret Hart. Um, He's dead, right? I don't think Bret Hart's dead. Owen Hart's dead. I I think Bret Hart's alive. I thought Bret just died like two years ago last year. Yeah, I think he died. Not to necessarily give the goods, but I, I've always said that in these long-form conversations, you feel you get some sort of sense of a person. And like every wrestler I thought is a, a good person, and they might have some bad stuff. Like, God bless Jake the Snake. He had a hard life or whatever. But uh, if you loved wrestling and didn't know anything, why you know, know more about this guy. It was cool to put a personality to the guy that, like Tony said, when I was a kid, he was very scary. Well, and it was it was cool how he said like when I went out, I was the I lived that for thirty years. Yeah, he really did. Yeah, that's what made it special, right? Is that you know other guys you'd see off camera and they were different, and you were like, okay, it's pretend. We get it. You're playing a character. Well, the other thing too, the other thing too, is a lot of people like him played other characters, but he didn't switch characters like while he was already known. He was always yeah. That's that's cool, man. 30 years. Yeah, no, it, it, it's amazing. And it's so cool to see that guy who's like a scary uh, undertaker. And he's, he's, he's a really nice guy. I was going to say, he seemed I like a so. super down to earth, really nice. I mean, you could tell he was one of those like, uh, like blue collar, like super support the troops fucking. But I'll tell you this in 30 years in the WWE uh, and former WWF, this guy has seen some shit. Mm hmm. Like he right. has, he has stories out the yin yang. I'm just, sure. Just the changing of the tide and whatnot. Well, and yeah, and there must be so many like behind the scenes soap opera type shit that goes on that we're not privy to. You know, you got a little. You didn't watch that, eh? The uh, that documentary I'm talking about. Beyond, no. beyond the map. I don't remember what it's called. Every episode is a different story, mostly about like murder. But one of them was all about that, like. Um, one where they fought to see who was the strongest in the WWE by having that, those uh, boxing matches, and then the winner had to fight Butterbean. Like there are some crazy stories, man. I'm I like, it's like, they it's might a, have a code of silence. Yeah, I, I think that code of silence is directly related to Vince McMahon and like your relationship with him. Oh yeah, his house is insane in Connecticut. Yeah, most it's houses in houses Connecticut you, are insane. But it's definitely one of those houses that you can't see it. You can just see the gate. You know what I mean? Like, it's a huge, huge plot of land. Well, and he's the most interesting you get now. How much do you think? Okay. I, if I could use my phone, I think he's worth uh, $250 million. Who, Vince McMahon? Yeah. No, he's worth like $2 billion. I was going to say he's probably like a billionaire. Yeah, yeah I, I really lowballed him. I, I'm going to say 900 million. I can check right now. I'll find out. Th- thank you, Maddie. You're the only one. Uh, our phones are lifelines here. Yeah, I got you. I got you. It's a lockdown shuffle. Yeah, I, I totally lowballed him. He probably makes that in a year. 
Yeah, this is weird, eh? You get to like take part in the game now, Kamar. Uh, it's it's much more fun on the inside, yeah. Brave New World. What am I looking for? His net worth. Net worth, net worth. Net worth 2023, 1.7 billion. There we go. Two billion. There you go. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I was yeah. close. I said two. He is, he is fucking, you won for sure. Loaded, man. That guy is loaded. I mean, keep in mind, he has a legacy business where he ate like, up every other business around him. And he's like Scientology brilliant, you know, like the way he got out of um, paying all those taxes was by just breaking the fifth wall and admitting that it was all fake. Still managed to survive, but now made, you know, 10 times as much money. What I find funny is the ego of wrestlers. Cause like, I think when people say it's fake, we obviously don't mean the stunts. You know what I mean? We mean it's not real competition. Like when I say wrestling's, when I say the WWE is fake, I realize those guys put their bodies on the line. I realize they're athletes. I'm not taking away yeah, from that. Just the outcome is decided before they ever get on the map. Of course. And That's it's what makes it fake. Well, and again, it's stunts. It's like predetermined moves. So like not to take away, like, I, I don't know. I mean, but I, I think that changes too. I think they make adjustments on the fly. Sure. What ultimately makes it real is the stories of them all having their necks fused together and replaced hips. Like that's real. But that's the, how they got there. But that's the question. See, here's the thing. So like, okay, you can look at someone like the undertaker who's probably made a bunch of money. Right. So you could argue that like all the injuries are worth it. Quote unquote. But what his net worth is. But I think that's the problem is like people look at it and they're like, is, you know, for all the guys that end up broke or on drugs, like how is it worth it when you, if you're that good an athlete, you should just be competing against other athletes. I think that's what most people like to me, it just doesn't seem worth it. Like when you hear about all these injuries and guys that end up fucked on drugs and it just, it's like, unless you leave it worth a substantial amount of money, it just doesn't seem. Well, the same can be said for the UFC. The same can be said for any sport where you're like putting your body on the line like that. If you don't end up making a lot of money, but those are the risks, right? Like and there is, there is a top tier and a lot of other people that don't make the money. How uh, much do you guys think he's worth? The, the Undertaker? Undertaker? I have no idea. I think he's worth like $45 million. It's tough. $30 million and two Rottweilers. $40 million and two Rottweilers? Well, he, I, he told that story about the guy who tried to scam him and he took his dogs. I was going to say when he... So I had a, a fusion done on my neck. Yeah. So you're you're in pain. You wake up from surgery, and for me, just like him, you're all of a sudden not in pain anymore. Like that's that must it's be a nice. Really, it's a really weird feeling. There's no you recovery. Just, you get used to being in pain, and then it just becomes part of your life, and you don't realize like it was a part of it until it's gone. Well, it's amazing that they do that surgery, and they went like, yeah, start walking. He's worth $22 million, by the way. $22. So, I mean, sitting here right now, like, I, you know, you could fuck my hips and knees up for $22 million, I guess. Yeah, I mean, he's well-adjusted. He's good. He's got to do yoga to get out of it. But, I, I mean, mean, he doesn't... Sorry, come here. No, I just... Uh, it, there was nothing... It, it, it was a true non-rags uh, to riches, you know what I mean? Hardship. It was an overnight success or whatever. But it's just, I don't know. Did you guys like Tony being there? 
Um, I don't see this is the thing. Joe acts like Tony needs to be there. I don't find that Tony brings anything like extra spec. Jamie does a good enough job of already having the shit like loaded, ready to go. But I mean, I don't mind Tony being there if that's your question. Oh, no. I don't think uh, Tony's there to help uh, uh, translate wrestler speak. Tony's there out of a sheer fandom. Oh, like, of course. Please, could I be there? Yeah. But I mean, Joe said at one point, he was like, well, I kind of have to have Tony here for all of these now. He's like our resident wrestling guy. And I just thought to myself, like, we don't need him there. But whatever. I, I thought you guys were going to cry foul and say this was an MMA. No. Because the last wrestler we had on, you said, was an MMA. Well, that's Jordan Burroughs. He's an active, like, Division One like, Olympic wrestler. So this guy is a... Oh, we lost Simon for good. Um, to me, this is just a different story altogether. And it didn't seem like the talk revolved around fighting. It revolved around, like, injuries and the industry itself. I don't know. I'm done, cry wonder... I'm done crying foul on MMAs. There's no such thing anymore. He... Sorry, I'm back. Um, he didn't seem like he has any head trauma, though. And I think that's the big... That's what I was going to say before I got disconnected, Kamar. Is he is... He seems clear as a bell. He made it out. Well, I mean, it makes you wonder, though. Like, you know, Gary Busey seems like he played in the NFL for 60 years, yet never took a hit in the head. And then there's guys like The Undertaker who are, you know, like, well-spoken... Uh, yeah, I, th I think Busey had a really bad motorcycle accident. Okay, fine, my bad. But and bad acid is the equivalent of like three concussions. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. No, I just you know what I mean, Kamar. Like I, I was in a coma. I had a bad head injury, and I'm not Gary Busey loopy. But again, I think Simon's right. It's a mix of drugs and all sorts of other things. But I mean, heads are weird. It's you know, some people can take a one shot and that's it, and then others like look at Eric Lindros. You know yes. what I mean? Like he was someone who. Wow, that was a fucking amazing hit. I, and and he he had played hockey his whole life. He had taken a lot of hits before that point. I get it. My point though was like after one concussion, he probably wasn't the same. And after the second, he was just a glass jaw. And then of course, when Scott Stevens comes across the ice and just gives you the forearm shiver of a lifetime, your career is probably done anyway. Oh no no no! For sure. All I'm saying though is he didn't just start getting concussed when he got into the NHL. He had probably gotten concussed. He, his brain was sitting on the edge, you know? My point, though, Simon, was it's that simple where his brain was just sitting on the edge, whereas other guys in the NHL get hit like that on the fucking regular and seem to just yeah. get up and walk it off. You know what I mean? And then, totally. And then at 70 are still, like, pretty much coherent, whereas I'm just saying it's the head is a, you know, the brain is a fucking weird one. We're all very different, and some people can take it and some can't, so. I just wanted to say for anyone listening who doesn't know what we're talking about, YouTube Scott Stevens hits. If you want to see head trauma. Yeah, if you're not a fan he of the would, NHL, Scott Stevens put multiple people in comas. <laughs> or out of the sport. Yeah. He was a very tough bad man. And hockey yeah, players he, are tough. He has a crazy highlight reel. But best lesson, best lesson you could learn from watching those Scott Stevens videos is keep, keep your, your fucking head, head up. <laughs> see? Simon but knew it I right swear, away. If, if he was playing today, he'd be, he wouldn't be playing. Well, Nobody, yeah, all, I think all, all those hits those, are now illegal. All of those hits are above the chest. Anywho, enough, like he, enough hockey talk. He was successful in wrestling. I mean, he is one of the most iconic, I think. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't my one. I didn't like him when I watched wrestling. I always saw it as too much fanfare. It was like it, it made it all too slow with all the 
walking it out. But who I really loved was his old manager. Paul Bearer. Yeah, Paul Bearer. He must have passed away. Or he, I feel like he would have been there. He wasn't he, mentioned once. Did he anyone did ever? Away. He wasn't mentioned once. He must have screwed him over or something. He Dude, did he looked like a kitty diddler. Oh, yeah, yes. He did. He did Very mention so. Kane, his uh, half-brother. Well, in the storyline, his half-brother. Yeah. Yeah. That guy was huge. Yeah. I mean, it was crazy. And he was talking about his size, though, and he's like, oh, I should get down to, like, you know, 290, 305. That's kind of like my, I was like, Jesus fucking Christ, that's big. Yeah, I uh, my brother-in-law is huge, like, that big. That's insane. Uh, Mexican it's just weird. <laughs> no. Oh, oh, natural. It's just weird being around people that big, especially for me, who's such, like, a small-ish guy, you know? Yeah. For you the just, cause, you feel like a child. It's like being around Bone Crusher, Kamar. Oh yes, it, it, yeah. th- there's a different type of people. I mean, NFL players or whatever. But uh, for the cause, as soon as I can, I'm going to start taking steroids. Good for you. Oh, Report thanks, back man. soon, man. Thank you, dude. I, you're definitely going to be hilarious. It's going to look hilarious when you try and get into that suit when you're all jacked up on your roids. Yeah, well, uh, I, I so many people are doing them. I, I just. It's not yeah. like I'm getting drug tested. My ears did perk up when he said that they've cleaned up wrestling, though. I always thought they were all on roids, like out of control. And I guess they were vis-a-vis the Ultimate Warrior, but now it's really cleaned up, so. Yeah, well, the Warrior was a maniac. Vince McMahon's protecting his $1.7 billion. <laughs> Yeah, well, wouldn't you? Of course, of course. So seeing as none of us... <laughs> I just... I. I well, what I was going to say, seeing as none of us are wrestlers, did this did this one tickle your fancy at all? No, this really like just the uh, the personality behind the character, super nice guy, cool. Was that guy fucked up or not? No, he's a good guy. That was cool, but it's the same old story of the injuries and the two hundred eighty shows a year, and it's not it, it's real, but it's fake and. The common bond that Joe has with all of these guys is nutrition, injuries, that kind of stuff. Recovery. And then that that takes away from getting the fucking dirt, man. Well, what I was going to say, my follow-up question was going to be this, is do you even think as like a serious wrestling fan you would really enjoy this podcast? No, yes. I don't think you I, would. I, yeah, well, that's what I was trying to say before. If you're a serious wrestling fan, you know all about him already. This isn't a reveal. But if you were lived under a rock and it was the first time you saw the other side of the Undertaker, I think it could be interesting. I finally got my answer, which apparently he said he answered on Hawani show, but about what happened at that UFC event with uh, Brock Lesnar. I finally got my answer. That was nice. He was trying to pick a fight, but yeah, not really for the yeah, yeah WWE fight, but yeah. Like, I have so many... I would have liked to have known, like... I don't know. Whatever. There, I could have thought of a lot of questions I would ask them. There's been a lot of... Or just wrestlers? Wrestlers. Any wrestler. But maybe him. I'd have to look back on what celebrities he wrestled, like, were involved in his storyline. But I want to know, like, when Tyson was on, what the fuck was that like, you know? Dude, Donald Trump Trump was on. Trump. Um... David Arquette. Well, I guess that's a different league, but uh, they brought him up. He came up. He he has a movie out right now. Have you guys it's seen that? It's fucked up. Well, he's crazy. 
Like yes. he's legitimately like a little wacko man. Yeah, but think no, about him even think about him even as a young actor. He looked a little bit loose. Oh no, he wasn't and I'm su- you know Yeah, I I'm surprised like he was su- as successful as he was in Hollywood cuz he really had like a oddness to him. Well, in that movie, he said uh, Scream sort of typecast him and he's not as successful as people think. Well, even in Scream, like, that role doesn't demand that character and yet, you know what I mean? He's definitely quirky. What did you say about Ethan from H3H? He has busy eyes, was that it? Yeah, I think so. David Arquette, it feels like, has the same thing. His eyes are just, oh, yeah, just fucking all, always. But I, I do like him, but that, that movie is fucked up, the shit he does, man. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, not that that, I'm just saying, these are all questions that I have that, you know, I need to, somebody to ask on Rogan one day. You were left unsatisfied by the other Yeah, not, not that I really care. I'm not going to go out of my way to, like, find anything more out about The Undertaker, so. I'll and just I, have to. Sorry. I think also part of me, uh, he was on with Theo Vaughn like a month ago. Oh, the Undertaker. Yeah. And so I think I might have double dipped. Is there a wrestler you would like to see on Rogan? Hulk Hogan. Mm, no, I don't think yeah. there. I, I can't really. I don't know. I will say this. What I was going to say is I don't think you would, as a wrestling fan, I don't think there's anything you would have gotten from this podcast that you couldn't have seen him say in another interview with someone else previously. Maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like someone else, that's the thing is because Joe's not a super deep wrestling fan and Tony even seems like he's a fan, but maybe not as deep as like, you know what I mean? Like if you went on a super nerds podcast, no, no, t- Tony's deep. Tony has, I think he's pretty deep. Podcast. All right, fair pretty enough. Deep. Fair enough. Yeah. 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 Anyways, but Joe definitely not deep. I'm with you there. That it there, fellas. I'm afraid. I'm afraid so. I'm afraid so. I mean, we're definitely not giving him his just desserts, but what are you going to do? I, I like there wasn't. Like I, there may be a code of silence. What happens in wrestling stays in wrestling. I believe they're commonly referred to as NDAs, but you might be right. Oh, that would be a legal thing, but I think there just might be a uh, thing amongst. Maybe it depends on how far retired you are. If you're Jake the Snake retired, you say whatever the fuck you want. And if you're one year out of it, like this guy, you are still fucking code of silence. Well, I wonder if he's married too, because like, don't you kind of want some like rock star groupie stories? Like, <laughs> you said he was married. Of course, we want those. I imagine <laughs> you know that. I imagine he's married. Yeah, but you know he's what married. I mean. And I guess yeah, you can't talk about those stories, but that's the kind of stuff that you want as well. Obviously, you want that kind of that good. Yeah, dirt. yeah, for sure. Just a bunch of perverts. I highly recommend everybody watch that documentary. I can't remember the name of, though. Beyond the Mat. Beyond the Mat, maybe. No, I think it's called Beyond the Mat. Well, there are two documentaries out there. One is like a documentary, and the other is like 10 episodes, each one a different story. That's the one you want to watch, people. Gotcha. About a different wrestler? About a different wrestler, correct. Great recommendation. Yes. I wish I knew the name. All right. <coughs> oh, I'm high now. <coughs> All right. Well, let's take a little two-minute break. I don't think we have a bill to pay, but I'm sure I can cram something in there. Cram it. Uh, all right. We are going to take a break. We'll be right back, and uh, we'll do the second half. 
This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Onnit.com. If you're like me, you wake up in the morning with brain fog, feeling lazy and confused. Your job or jobs require you to be on top of everything, but your mind often slows down, your attention drifts away, and your memory fails. Coffee and prescription meds have failed you, leaving you with jitters and a lack of sleep. Worst of all, it keeps happening when you need to be on top of your game. Lucky for you, Onnit may have the answer. With a team of scientists and researchers, Onnit took the best earth-grown botanicals and created a one-of-a-kind cognitive enhancer called AlphaBrain. It could be the solution you've been looking for. AlphaBrain works. It's been clinically studied to help healthy individuals support memory, focus, and processing speeds, and is made from natural ingredients found in nature. For a limited time, Onnit is giving you a chance to try AlphaBrain free of charge. That's right, I said it free. You just have to pay the shipping. Best of all, if you're not satisfied, you can keep the bottle and Onnit will give you a free refund. You don't even have to call. No hoops, no catch, nothing. It's as easy as could possibly be, entirely risk-free with a 100% money-back guarantee. So go to onnit.com slash J-R-E-E and try it today. That's O-N-N-I-T dot com slash J-R-E-E to try your Alpha Brain trial today. We're back. Name and a number, Kamar. Fifteen ninety nine, Tulsi Gabbard. I can't believe you said her name right. Did I? I thought I thought yeah. immediately I said it wrong. No, no, I usually, thought you were going to go with Gabbard. Gabbard, that's usually what you go with. Yeah. yeah. Just before we get into the things they discuss, we all agree Tulsi can get it, eh? Oh yeah. At the risk of sounding crass. Well, you can say that now that she's not a congresswoman anymore. She might be the hot, hottest politician. Actually, I think Alexis uh, Ocasio-Cortez or whatever her name is, AOC is pretty hot. But I was disappointed in this. I think it's Alexandra, isn't it? Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Well, who cares? Whatever. We're Canadian. They could both, sure. I was disappointed in this podcast because she's gotten out of politics, it seems like, and she seemed like she was the person to help fix it. Yeah, that's exactly why she's out of politics now. She's, but this, she, uh, sorry, she's go sick ahead. of it? She, she's sick of it, you mean? No, I just meant like the people that can fix politics often will just get shit out the back end of it. You know what I mean? Or they're going to just become so fed up Maybe with the system. Maybe she's just... Getting ready to make another presidential run. You don't think she got run out of town? So she doesn't want to be burdened down by like congresswoman details. And now she can focus fully on, you know, getting ready for 2024. That'd be cool. It's just uh, a lot of the points she was talking about is fixing this or fixing that. Like people have to do this. It's like, well, you were the person to do it. Now you're not doing it. So, well, she she wasn't going to be able to do that from her congresswoman job in Hawaii. Like, she needed to win presidency to fix things. Um, one of the first things I started talking about Parler, and I, we talked about it a bit last week, mm-hmm. but it, I made the interesting idea of, it's one thing if it's to uh, stop uh, people inciting violence or whatnot, but if they hide behind, like, inappropriate speech to eliminate competition, that's kind of sketchy, Right. This is what we've been saying the whole time. Yeah, I agree with that, Kamara. I mean, keep in mind, like, you know, I've, I didn't realize that Parler had no moderation and that that's why they were taken down. 
Well, they do have moderation. They have this self-moderating thing where it's a hundred people who. Well, sit that's on what this they came board. out of. Yeah, but, but it's it not big enough. Long. And it, yeah, that was their point. Was that the the point can get across too quickly and things are happening at, in the minute, in the moment. And then you have this thing that needs to go off to a secondary branch and have people vote and like, it's just not efficient. But I mean, their point is also that like YouTube, no one's as efficient. I mean, I think that the thing that YouTube does, I believe is simply this. Like if you're, if you're in good standing, then your video won't need to go up or be looked at unless it's flagged. You know what I mean? So if you release a hundred videos and no one ever, um, flags them as inappropriate and there's never any, then YouTube just assumes whatever you're putting out is gravy and they don't even have to look at it. And then it's only once. 100 hours a minute. Well, that's what I'm saying is that scale, you can't look at all that. So you have to just go on good faith a lot of the time, right? Well, and that's why YouTube and Twitter, if there's a problem, they just take you down and then they worry about it after the fact. Because why do they care? You know what I mean? They're just, they got a million and a billion other people on there. They'll just, as opposed to Parler, who's like, well, we have to wait while this goes into a board and it's staying up while we wait. Like, that's where you're going to get into trouble. Mm-hmm. No, I understand if there are regulations, but if they're hiding behind it to eliminate competition, it's fucking scary. Yeah, which, which you know what? I wouldn't put it past them. Oh, I'm sure they are doing. And if it's if it wasn't their intention at the beginning, they're like, wow, this is what we can do. Because uh, I, uh, I apologize, but I was watching CNN and they're trying to get rid of Fox News. Yeah, I saw that. They're saying they're all incendiary. Like it's, 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 they, it's never enough. Well, the weird thing too is like Fox, like, you know, as incendiary as they might be sometimes, they're just echoing the people that that watched the show. And they they came along and said Donald Trump lost the election. So it's not like they're like, I, I don't know. I don't, look, I don't look at Fox as being more dangerous than CNN. They're just two flip sides of the coin. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, that's how I, I think I, they're yeah. both equally as dangerous. The, this is what this, I mean, or not dangerous, however you want to look at it. I think they, they, they can be just as dangerous as whatever Donald Trump does to rile up people in the other way. Because they always talk about, uh, it's so nice since uh, Trump had his uh, megaphone taken away, but they were the one, like, whatever he tweets, if you didn't read it, you wouldn't know except the news put it on the ticker fucking 20 times a day. And if Trump was out there not inciting riots, they would show him on TV. Like it's about content. Oh, they still try to talk about him, but it'll be interesting that trial. That will be a very interesting trial. What trial is that, Kamar? Well, the trial, whether he, like if he incited a riot and he gets impeached, then we know he can't be president anymore, but then he could also be facing criminal charges. Or he gets off and people would be pissed. So they're dragging that out just to squeeze more money out of the Trump tree. Trump tree, I like that. Um, <clears throat> you guys remember, it's sort of weird. Tulsi Gabbard, it was thought, like, destroyed Kamala Harris. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In a debate. And it was like, well, she's done. And now one of them no longer works in politics and the other's the vice president. That just shows you how fucking screwy this thing is. 
but if you watch the highlights clips of like what she did, it was right in the middle of Kamala and Joe Biden going at each other's throats. Yeah. And I, I thought she gave an, uh, a good, like she has such disdain, the insider, uh, like how it's high school. And like these people have money. It's only power they want, why they have to stay in and win these elections and, and be so old and it's gross. <laughs> and be so old. Yeah, agreed. Do you guys know who Bud Dwyer is? <clears throat> no. Yeah, sounds familiar. He, I believe he was a congressman in uh, Michigan or Wisconsin and he, he shot himself on TV. He got, he got uh, caught up in uh, corruption of giving a uh, contract away. Yeah. And he, he, he shot himself. It's pretty... That's what these politicians should do is what I'm trying to say. Is just go out on TV and shoot themselves? Instead of just hide behind their fucking scams. Like The, the thing that upset me the most, and it doesn't have to be a pro-Trump thing, is that she verified that they literally played with their people's livelihoods just to make sure it didn't aid Trump in any way. Yeah, get them out at any means necessary. It's it's it, they they are the enemy of the people. Well, I think there's a lot of enemy of the people right now. I don't think I, it. I don't think the buck stops like on one side or the other. There's listen. I think most politicians are terribly shitty across yeah, the board. And I, I don't know if you need to say enemy. It's more like there are just no friends to the people. You know, but the, but their sole purpose is for the people. So. The, in that, they are the enemy. But hold on, they do help some of the people. That's the argument that Simon's making is if you help 2% of the people, you can still argue that you're helping the people, just not everyone. Well, and and like there are, I don't know, man, we take a lot of shit for granted, right? Like there are roads, there are this, there are that. There's all, like they're not so, and, and this is coming from a guy who like thinks they're totally corrupt. But like there, there is, they're not totally, there's some shit that gets done. I don't know, man. I think they're totally corrupt. And it's just, yeah. uh, we've I got mean, maybe. it's the game you have to play. And I, I, I all, what I got is she's relieved to be out of there, but I just, I, I feel bad that I think she was one of the people that should be in there. Yeah. I mean, and if not her, Kamala Harris definitely shouldn't be in there. No, well, we know nothing. We know nothing. Like, I, I remember six months ago, we were like, no way Kamala Harris or um, Joe Biden well, be president. And look at us now. Well, Biden could have made Tulsi his VP. The same, he was enemies with Kamala. He was enemies with Tulsi. Like, they're both women of color. They're both women. Give the job to her. But the whole party hated her because the second she ran, all of a sudden... Russia, Russia, Russia. And that's the disinformation. And this is what I'm saying is dangerous from CNN and Hillary Clinton and The View and all that bullshit. Yeah, that's like that really shows you, though. Hillary just comes out, makes up a fucking story that derails this woman's chance at being president. And nobody says a goddamn fucking thing about it. Just like, no. Oh, no. Hillary's great. She's terrific. Amazing lady. We'll take your word for it. Why would she lie? Fuck, man. And like you try and bring that up to somebody and they're like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. 
I nobody hope knows that happened. <laughs> she's super. She's super diplomatic. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, nobody knows what happened. That Tulsi got fucked over so badly, man. First of all, nobody even knows who Tulsi Gabbard is. Yeah, but Simon, you know why? I think it's because Bernie got fucked over on a larger scale. And like, like I posted that video the other day of Ron Paul getting fucked over by the other side. Like, there's been so many politicians who have been clearly trying to help. Oh, no. Matt, you're absolutely right. Bernie got more traction out of that fucking mitten video picture than he ever did about being screwed over in two elections. Oh, can I, as a side, as a side note, Bernie, as a side note, Bernie made sweaters with him sitting like as that meme, he made sweaters with that on it, sold them on his website. They sold out in an hour and he donated all the money to Meals on Wheels in Vermont. So that's a feel good story. I I mean, I, I, you know, guys know I like, I'm a Bernie guy. I'm a Tulsi guy. I just, I, I really listening to her is inspiring. But the whole time I was like, and she's out like, fuck it. It's. You're definitely a, a T guy. I didn't know either of them were Ulsi or uh... Kamar. Bah humbug. Kamar. Mm. I agree with you, but doesn't it at the end of the day when you find out that she's not in anymore, doesn't it make it not so um, uplifting anymore? Yeah, it's very disappointing. That's what I'm saying. Is like when I, you know, I don't know. I just find I, I just I, I. I Smart, intelligence, so diplomatic, uh, calm, measured. Hopefully, she's starting a podcast to take these people down. But if she is, she could get censored. She's starting a podcast to make her name for herself so people will know who the fuck she is. So in four years, she'll have a chance at taking down Biden. Uh, one of the things they talked about is, uh, I mean, we sort of touched on it, but... <clears throat> Are you guys, I, I know the answer already, but interested to see if uh, the media machine lets go of Trump? You mean CNN mostly? I guess so. Well, you're, what you said before was like his Twitter was on the ticker the whole time. Now that he doesn't have that, what can they, and with well, him not trial. sitting, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, the trial they're going to have to cover though, right? Like you'd want a news network to cover the former president's trial. And like uh, they're blaming all the COVID on him, which they don't normally do. Because I saw a thing that they're saying: Will the transition of presidents have a effect on the COVID rollout or whatever? And the person said, "No, it's handled by the military. It doesn't matter who's president." But now they're saying there's no plan. It's a disaster. It's not like them to go after the outgoing president. You know what I mean? Did I mention it? How they didn't go after George Bush for the economic crisis? Yeah, you mentioned that. Yeah, how they made it Obama's problem, and it, and just and everyone just moved on. <clears throat> well, I mean, well, keep I mean, it. That, Sorry, that go ahead, way time. Obama can just claim deniability on everything too, right? Anything that comes up, he's just like, "Well, that was uh, before, right? That was the administration before." It's like what Trump did when he came in. He said, "Oh, well, these were Obama problems." And she and, could have, and now Obama or uh, Biden will say the same thing. Sorry, she could have shat on Trump like everyone else is, but she's like, no, let's just put it behind. Like, there are bigger problems. Like, it's it, it's he's non-issue now, and uh, she's totally. very sensible. I well, uh, I don't know what to say, but that's exactly right. Like, Trump is now a non-issue, and there are still really important problems at hand, 
and they need to be handled by the administration that's in there. And that's which you're going to be able to make your, if you're an American citizen, that's now is how you're going to make your decision on whether this was good or bad or whatever is how they handle what they have to handle now. If the coverage by the media is remotely sincere or honest. But you know it's not. So so then how can people make decisions? It, it's just a fucking mess. Well, they're going to see, look, if people get vaccinated, if like the places open up, like it's going to be self-evident. You're not going to have to hear about it on the news because you're going to be able to see it in your own neighborhood. Like there are some really big things that need to happen that are going to affect everybody. And that's not even talking about whether aliens come. <laughs> oh, that's all we that need. Could, that could be a whole fucking separate issue, man. I would feel so much better if she's in power. And oh, one thing I want to say, uh, Trump really let me down with his pardons. Oh, no that Assange, was, no uh, That was his Snowden. last chance. But Lil Wayne, come on. And Kodak Black. Um, I watched two movies this week. I, I re-watched um, uh, No Country for Old Men. Mm-hmm. Classic. Because they talked about it so much. Great movie. What an, inc- what an incredible movie. Man. One of my like, favorites ever. Start to finish. My only qualm with that movie, and maybe what is also brilliant about it, is Woody Harrelson. How so? I feel, with Woody? I feel like I wanted way more of Woody and his backstory and it was like this afterthought, but then you're like, maybe that's how it had to be or it gets in the way, you know? I don't know. I I do wonder though, how much like more Woody there was that got cut. How much, because it seemed very quick from bringing him in to his death. I I mean, I, I know it, serve some purposes but i can almost see more you're looking for some outtakes i don't know that's my only complaint but what an amazing movie the the other movie i watched this morning that i had thought i had seen but i had never seen was um oh fuck what is it called uh it's the one where women can't give birth anymore oh uh children of men children of men Oh, what a fucking amazing movie! Is that the same guy that did 1917 or whatever? Uh, I don't know. It would make he, it would make sense because there's one sh- there's those, one shot in that movie that's like 22 minutes long or something that's fucking dude, that has so much so, going on. It is so good. What a great story. What a great the acting like it's, it's truly so a hidden gem. You gotta love uh, what's his name Clive Owen. Clive Owen is fucking he's amazing. And Michael Douglas. Is it Michael? Not Michael Douglas. Michael Caine. Caine, yeah. Michael Caine. He's really good in that. Yeah, it was just a good movie, man. One of the top ten scenes that make you real is when they're driving and all the people run in the woods shooting. It's just... They they put the car down on fire and they're like, go, you're going to make it. Then it slams in front of... Yeah, no, it's it's crazy, man. It's crazy. Good good recommendations. Yeah. Is one of those our movie game then? Oh, we can't. Uh, We've already done No Country, so we're going to do Children of Men. I think we should do Children of Men. And anyone listening, if you haven't heard of uh, the movie, go and do it. It's a it's a great. uh, What do we call it? Dystopian future. So you know what's crazy too? So that's set in twenty twenty seven. Ooh, 
not long from where we are now, folks. And like when you look at the London, um, everything seems kind of exactly the same, but it's not, you know, it's just a little bit different. And to me, that's the scariest thing. It's not when they show you like the future and everything's so different, your mind can like, we're not there. We're never going to be there. But this one, it was like, dude, we're right there. We are right there. Yeah. I Nothing don't think, is, I don't think you see like, the change when you're in it. Yeah. Well, especially when it happens so gradually, that's just it. Kamar. Like we're able to understand science fiction because the change is so in the future. Whereas when the future is coming, it's just the present. Directed by Alfonso Cuaron. I have, I have a year ready, but I'm fucking way off. Goddamn country mile off. Oh, he did Gravity. It's the movie game. We're about time to go head to head to find out what year a movie came out. How much it cost to make it, how much it ended up making at the box office. Okay, I got a year as well, Maddie. Oh, no, hold on. Yeah, I got a year as well. Okay, I have 04. Oh, my God. I said 2013. I think it's 08. We missed that, Kamar. 2000 what? Big reveal. 2006. Oh, I was close. God, I was so far off. Yeah, no shit. God, that's embarrassing. It's hilarious. I was going to go with 08, so either way I would have been two years off. Oh, man. How much did this fucking movie cost? And how much did it make? Sweet Jesus. Um, Is it a feel-good movie? No. I guess it ends at the end. It ends with hope, right? Well, yeah, hope. He dies, though. Well, whoa, whoa, whoa. Stop, man. This is the movie game, not wow. the plot game. Oh, fuck off. If you haven't seen it. Sorry. Sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 14 years. What did you watch it on, Simon? Streaming or did you have the DVD? No, it's on um, streaming. Yeah, I watched it on Crave. Gotcha. Crave. Okay. All right. right, Let's do this, guys. All right. I had 45 million to make, 62 million box office, and I'm going to be way off here. Whoa. I said 40 million to make, and it made 152. I bet it costs like 10 million. You're not going to believe it. $76 million to make. Jesus Christ. 70 at the box office. Oh, fuck. It was a bomb. What's a draw, Matt? Well, I had 62. I said it made 62. Mm. So I was actually only 8 million off of what it made. But either way, we're both, uh, I'll take, we'll both take the L on that one. It's the movie game disappointment for all. That's the thing. I knew it didn't do well. Like, I, I saw it on DVD. I don't know anyone that saw that in theaters, so. One of the things, they talked a lot about COVID, and I don't really want to talk about that. I'd like to play the other movie game. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Should okay, I do you want it? to start, Simon, or? Uh... Um, I love how he's so confused it. at the starting, too. He has no idea. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, you guys start, and I'll jump in. Go Matt Kamarmi. Okay, no country for old men. Javier Bardem. Oh, that's such a tough one. Jesus Christ. Uh, Javier Bardem. I know he's in one movie with the two girls there, but I don't know uh-huh. the name of it. It's a Woody Allen movie or no? Uh, it, it's the name of the woman, but I'm out. Yep. Letters for Jessica or something? No. 
Wow, Simon wanted to play, a, and he already loses. <laughs> he has a threesome with Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah, Scarlett yeah. Johansson. You're a real asshole. <coughs> You're a loser. It's the movie you, game. The you could game. you could have said um, uh, Josh what's Brolin, his name? Woody Harrelson, or, Woody Harrelson, or, or James yeah. James Brolin, Josh, Josh, Josh Brolin. His, have you guys seen the trailer for Dune? No. Yeah, it looks really good. It looks really good. Dune is such an amazing story. And when they made it, the movie was great because the story is so great, but they couldn't keep up with the effects. So as long as they stick to the story and we have the technology we have now, it's going to be a fucking... They are dated now, but when I saw Dune for the first time, I thought it was pretty cool. Um, what yeah, things- but we thought Tron was cool too, Kamar. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Don't age well. Um, <laughs> one of the things Tulsi talked about was, um, like, what if there was a a voluntary or a, everyone in shutdown once a month? Like, to try to give the planet a break or something. I mean, the problem with so what she was saying about Hawaii is like, I don't think you really solve the problem because you just end up with like double the tourism when you open up again. I think you just need to find a way to limit, like what she was saying is you need to find a way to become not so dependent on tourism. Like my aunt, my aunt and uncle live in Thailand and the country is fucking shut down right now. And she's like, no, none of the businesses are open because everyone relies on tourism. That's got to be scary. Maybe for us, Kamar, like to work off that a little bit. Maybe we like make summers true summers. So everything shuts down for those two months. I mean, everybody takes advantage of the beautiful weather. And then that's how you give the environment the break it needs every year. I mean, hold on. It does something. What are we talking about here? Like we also know that they have these fucking burn pits where they're just burning garbage ad nauseum overseas. We know that we ship our garbage. Like this whole, this whole, this whole thing that like, well, if we just do it in North America for, you know, two months, it's really going to make a difference. It's not, it has to be every single, we have to get everyone on board, China, well, especially. That's, that's what the Paris climate yeah. accord is. But nobody's going to do it by us just saying, Hey, let's do this. We're going to have to do it first in North America. I agree, Matt. It's not going to make a lick of a difference, but then we'll be able to say, look at us. Do what we do. So, Simon, the problem is, is that we, I believe the reason we're not doing it is that we'll, we'll fall behind economically super quick. And that's the reason that the powers that be don't even bother. That's at least how well, I'm reading it. Pat ourselves on the back. What needs to happen, <clears throat> Maddie, is that everybody works for those 10 months and then the government steps in and universal basic incomes two months of the year as everything shuts down, it's like a siesta, two-month-long siesta that's subsidized by the government. I'm just thinking of this on the fly here. Yeah. And I'm all for it, Simon. Yeah. Kamar's in. And we just and we just call it the summer of George. <laughs> I don't get that connection, but uh, is that Seinfeld? Yes, yeah, it's a Seinfeld. Yeah. Blech. Anyways, I can't believe know- we're friends. You guys know I love Tulsi. I I always love to see her. It just really was a letdown that she's gotten out of politics. But I hope she uses platform is and has a big plan. You know what? If I was from Hawaii and I got the and I got the shaft from politics the way she did, I would just go back home and fucking chill for a bit too. Regroup. Maybe she'll be back. I hope she's back. 
Um, it's tough. I don't first, want to rip. Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Well, no, no I was no, going to say, first of all, her delegation, you know, like where she lives, it's not like she has a ton of people behind her. You know, like let's say all of Hawaii was behind her. It's not like she lives in a state like California. Representation where, by population. Keep in mind, though, Obama was from Oha uh, Hawaii, so it's not it's not out of the realm uh, to make big moves. I, you know, it's just it's tough. She has. I hope moves are on the way. She has Joe. Yeah. Who is willing to put her on whenever she wants? Mm -hmm. Being a congresswoman and going on the Joe Rogan show wasn't turning the needle. Obviously. Mm -hmm. I think she has a way better chance of turning the needle by doing and not I don't want to repeat the whole thing but like cementing herself as like an icon of some sort and then using that popularity to actually make a goddamn difference. Well let's Even keep in mind that going on Joe ruins political careers. I was going to say on the left if you're a democrat it's not good I don't think it's a great look to go on Joe Rogan. I think he's he's kind of polarizing for a lot of the the far left that's that's her people though you know like those are she needs to have her army and then siphon a little bit from uh, what's his i don't listen i'm not a don't listen to me i'm stupid i'm a stupid fucking stupid dummy okay good, so. good lesson to learn there simon's a stupid idiot is that it we're no, done it with tulsi yeah. no well, the, 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 are we done? that's all i have but there's just a lot of covid in between the discussion of should it go to old people young people misinformation but i don't want to talk about covid so all right well i guess uh do you want to rate the episode then should it go to old people or young people well f hold on let's talk about that i didn't realize that like you can get the vaccine and still give it to people that was a fucking eye opener well yeah they've said this for a while though maddie that you even after you get the vaccine you start shedding even more and you have to keep wearing the mask and everything for like a month or something I had no but idea. it's like the first time they're not communicating on a broad thing to try to be uh optimistic instead of like here's a vaccine but it's not everything you thought it was dude we're getting fucking all sorts of dicked around here in old canada oh we're never interesting is uh more people have been vaccinated than have the uh virus in canada yeah no i'm just talking about how the drug companies what's going on you heard all that shit yeah the rule of two doses no, well, first of all, now they're putting a halt on the shipments because they're ramping up their facilities or something to make more stuff. But no, apparently they were like, I don't know, whatever. It doesn't matter. You're an idiot. Don't listen to you. I'm yeah, kidding. I'm exactly. Kidding. No, exactly. I don't want to know about COVID. I just want it to go away. Yeah, fine. Good explanation, fine. Simon. No, no, I think it had something to do with like... Um, uh, Canada a couple of years ago decided that they were going to squeeze the drug companies to get better prices for all the drugs coming in. And now is like these companies opportunity to get some of that back. And they're exercising those opportunities at every place. And it's gross, you know, but shit it's slowing shit down because, you know, whatever what's his name is trying to make a point like he can't push me around but i don't know if you know about israel but they were also in the same kind of position and they just paid double for their last million doses because their minister of health just said um what is every human life worth is it an extra you know two hundred dollars a dose we think so it's not a bad this point is a wrap. 
And look, it's easier to say in a place like Israel where they don't have as many people, but the precedent remains the same. Like, look, you're already in debt a trillion dollars at this point. Just make your people safe. It, stop pinching pennies at the end. Anyways, don't listen to me. I'm a dummy. I love you. Can I really quickly say this? I don't know if any of you caught this, but uh, Biden was president for one hour and he named an ambassador to Israel, the Gaza Strip and the West Bank. And Israel immediately threatened to throw the U.S. ambassador out of the country if they didn't change the name back to ambassador of Israel. And the U.S. Instead of what? What I said, they changed it to ambassador of Israel, what the West Bank and the Gaza Strip. Oh, as a threefer. Yes. And Israel immediately said, no, that's not what it's called. So if that's what it's called. This guy's getting the fuck out of the country ASAP. And the U.S. immediately were like, yeah, sorry, we got that wrong. It's uh, ambassador to Israel. Because that's like a knowledge of Taiwan thing sort of thing. Exactly. Because Israel's like, no, it's all of Israel. Get the fuck out Dude, of here. Dude, I'm rewatching Veep right now for yeah. like the 10th time. But I highly suggest everybody watch that show. I, um, I, I think there's a lot of truth to what goes on. I mean, obviously it's a comedy and, but a lot of like behind the scenes kind of such a good comedy though. White house. Stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, let's rate Tulsi, not rate her. Let's rate the episode. Start with uh, Kamar. Uh, the disappointment just let me down. I give it a three. Simon. I'm going to give this one a 3.75. I think she did a good job. Big spender. I give it a three. Did we rate The Undertaker? I don't think we did. I don't think we did either. Okay, well, let's let's do, just in case we didn't do that, let's rate The Undertaker real quick. Simon, we'll oh, start no, we with did, you. We did, we did, we did. Did we? It's just another wrestling story. I give it a two. I don't think we did rate it. That's what I'm saying. I, we definitely didn't rate it, yeah. I yeah, give it a, yeah, yeah, yeah. I give it a two and a half. Just in I case we Undertaker, didn't. <laughs> I give the Undertaker a uh, two and a half as well, and I change my. I give Tulsi a three and a half. Okay, fair Pull back. All right, yeah. and now moving on to the last episode of the week, we had sixteen hundred. Simon's favorite, Lex Lex Friedman. You took off the suit for this episode. I, it's getting too hot in here. Yeah, I, I, that's fine, Kamar. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Lex and never I, takes off the suit, you pussy. If we were in the studio on camera, I'd keep it. It was just a stupid prank for you guys. We had fun. For the record, I'm Joe so called... Here. On this episode, Joe called these remote episodes, what do you call them, tin can shitbox episodes or something like that? I think I'm paraphrasing, but couldn't agree more. Can't wait to be back in the studio. Oh, yes. This, this, this one was this remote? No, no, he was saying remote. Joe was talking in this episode. He's like, I'm done doing the remote ones unless it's with someone who's like elderly right. or overseas, that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Oh, we never even talked about this. Chappelle has COVID, eh? I thought Kamar was going to get to that in the post, Joe, but I was just about to get that because because Joe saw him two days ago before. Like, maybe Joe has COVID right now. Well, well listen, here. Oh, go ahead. Here's the deal, uh, Lex was actually talking about uh, Grimes, an electronic machine she used to um, make, music. make music. And the theory is Grimes had COVID 12 days ago and was at that show with Elon and may have been how Dave got it. Took a picture with Joe Rogan, Elon, 
Grimes, and... Um, I saw it. Chappelle. They're all right there. Joe looks gigantic. <laughs> he looks like a fucking tree trunk. Unfortunately, uh, with this new system, we're just... He's behind on the news. I'm well, sure it's going to be... Uh, well, no, I think no- what happened was I think they went to Stubbs that night, recorded it, and then the next day, Chappelle came out and said, I have COVID. Right after this episode. Right after this episode, yeah. I think that maybe we might have a week with no Joe. Well, we're going to find out. He's getting tested every day. I'm sure he's, I mean, he's got zinc and cumin and fucking vitamin D oozing out his pores. <laughs> well, they kept, ja- they kept Jamie away, even though he fucking just powered through it. So we know more now than we did then. Again, that was like I, two months ago. Do you think Lex saw um, Phil DeMera's on? It's like, hey, Joe, what's going on here? Love. <laughs> um, this was Lex's best appearance ever, I think. I think you're saying that because you've come around him because of his podcast and seen no, it in a different light. He didn't sing. Poetry at the end. Poetry at the end. Uh, okay, that's going to be my one sticking point for Lex here. Uh, Goggins. It was so minimal. Commenting on Instagram posts. All right, man. <laughs> one of the weird things, he kept talking about uh, phones, eh? He's in love. He was, he was clearly trying to get a free Android phone out of this episode. Do you guys think you are Apple for life? Full disclosure, we all have Apple phones. Unfortunately, um, yes. I'm not happy about it. I don't say it with like glee. If that's I'm just you're... a dummy and I'm used to this now, so I wouldn't change. Well, yeah, yeah. it's just interesting. We've, we've fallen down uh, a lane and now we're yeah. in it. Like, yeah. yeah. Keep in mind, Kamar, I, I, I have two Apple TVs at home. I have an iMac. I have a, a Mac. Well, you know the, what I mean? The like, compatibility makes sense. And maybe, but even if you had fuck off money, you would just change everything over. Not true. If someone showed me that across the board, Android was like a better system, step by step, I might, if I had fuck off money, I might change everything, maybe. So he's shameless plugs. Um, he loves Putin. Yes, he does. <coughs> I and, just... Sorry. Well, no, and, and it was just... The, the, that is... The, the dude, I, I, I forgot his name, but he was the one who got poisoned. Yeah, they're rioting. They're rioting in Russia right now. But, like, most people, if you, if you get poisoned in Russia, you get out, you're like, okay, <laughs> I'll just live my life in exile and fucking whatever, Edward Snowden or something. But him going back is so fucking ballsy. You gotta love Russians. So ballsy. I uh, I just listened to Dan Carlin on Lex's podcast the other day. Yeah. And they were talking about uh, Putin, like way more in depth, obviously, than um, him and Joe did. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it, it's Lex is like in love with him, man. You, let me ask you this. Seeing as we already know that Lex clearly has a thing for Joe, he also mentioned that he has a fascination with Putin. Do you think he maybe just has like a weird thing for quote-unquote powerful men? Well, that's, that's what he's talking about when he's talking about Hitler and like uh, <laughs> you really should look into these guys. And it, it seems creepy, but I know he's doing it from an um, intellectual point of view just to see what mechanism worked and, and what similarities they are. And, but I don't think he was necessarily coming right out and comparing, say, Trump to Hitler. 
what? No, 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 I didn't think um, he was either. That's not, that wasn't my point. Sorry. That's a really astute point though, Matt, because, and I like Lex. Okay. I've come full circle on Lex. Yep. So I've listened I. to his podcast. Yep. I'm a fan of his podcast. Mm-hmm. So this isn't me shitting on Lex. This is just me thinking this out here for a second. I don't think Lex is an alpha male. No. I think Lex is a beta male who does alpha things. I think a black belt might be uh, alpha. He likes to hang out with alpha males. I think he's like attracted to alpha males. That would make sense. That he like I get that. I, I can see that because. How about this, Simon? Know, How about this? I'll meet you in the middle. How about instead of <clears throat> he's a beta male? How about he's like a because like Kamar's right. The guy's a black belt. You don't get that overnight. That's a long, that's a lot of fucking work that and dedication. That just means you're dedicated. It but hear me out. I know, but dedicated. hear me out. But he's in that world of alpha males. He probably has that imposter syndrome. You know what I mean? Where he's like, I have this black belt, but I'm not like the rest of these guys and this astrophysicist. So he surrounds himself or, you know, wants to figure out maybe, I, I wasn't saying it as so much of a, a negative or in the pejorative as Kamar would say. I was just saying, it seems like he has this, uh, like he really wants to know what, Makes a powerful man powerful. God, this sounds he's gay. Just not, he's not a ladies' man. Lex? Uh, I have no doubt in my mind he He was pretty like, quick to point out he wasn't a virgin. <clears throat> well, that's he, what a he wanted us to man know. would say. Yeah, pretty quick to point that out. Yeah. I, yeah. I, would say, I had sex at summer camp with this girl named Sheila. Yeah. She goes to a different you don't school. Know her, though. She you goes don't know to a different her. school, yeah. She lives in Canada. Oh, we I live would, in Canada. I would she say, lives in the States. I would say Joe is uh, the dad Lex never had, but he has a dad. So it's just, it just, oh my so, God. So it seems like he's being guided by him. Giving him that watch. Oh, we, we, we just, that's it. We're, it's just like everything you want, you know? But that's going to be like uh, the watch in, uh, um, yes. Pulp Fiction. <laughs> oh, in Pulp Fiction, yeah. Uh, your well, dad had this watch in his ass for yeah. four, four long years. Well, that is a culmination of this uh, podcast because Phil Demers didn't get a watch. Is it True Romance or Pulp Fiction? Pulp Sorry. Fiction. It's Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. True Romance is the. Uh, um, it's another black people. Speech. No, Italians are it's Sicilians. Yeah, Sicilians. Sicilians. But uh, True Romance is the watch. But like, no, Pulp Fiction is the watch. I think yeah. almost cried. Sky. I I think I almost cried when he gave him the watch. It was palpable. Oh, it was, I did not it say was, that word right. It was close. It, it was amazing. It was an amazing moment. Yeah, and no, Phil Demers didn't get shit. Except some more promo. Well, so, um, so, so did Lex. Lex is famous because of Joe. Lex is like, never has to work as a fucking robotics guy again because he makes a lot of money off his podcast. Um, did you guys think it was interesting when he... Uh... I don't know if he disagreed with uh, Eric Weinstein about Epstein. Yeah. Threw him under the bus. Is that what you were looking <clears> for? I think he tactfully uh, chose a different route. But if, uh, I don't know, I'm a dreamer. I want Epstein to get the same attention as COVID. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not quite the same. But of course more, not. But more so than much focus, such a light shine on it. I, I, that was another bright shining uh, moment because Lex now 
I mean, who are we to talk? But often references other podcast or other guests on the podcast, sort of as a, as a follow up, which is sort of redundant. But I, my whole uh, excitement was to see since you guys have come around, because usually it's a Lex Basham. Well, I mean, he sometimes has it coming. When you bring a fucking anyone that brings their acoustic guitar with them can fuck right off. Yeah, and you know what we do, right, Kamar? I preface it by saying <laughs> I am one to talk. Yeah, I mean, either way, I, you're right, Kamar. You can rub it in. I've definitely come full circle on Lex. I listen to his podcast. I enjoy it thoroughly. No, um, I'm I'm more to. I have to have my nose rubbed in it more. It like is I so went, empty that I'm doing this remote. I went hard I in the favorite. I went hard in the paint on Lex. No, Kamar, all this shows is what a giant human being I am <laughs> and how limited you are because you never change your opinions. You've stuck by Trump like that guy is a fucking lifeboat and you are drowning. I think I stuck by Lex too. <laughs> well, no, once, once he didn't finish the wall, I was out. Come on now, man. This guy, man. I'm dying over here. This is fucking it, great. Isn't it so interesting how people think Lex is like pro-Trump? Like how they decide what he, he does. Who thinks Lex is pro-Trump? Well, he was saying that um, he said, I love America. I was like, I knew you were a Trump guy. He's no. like, no, if I, I love the possibilities. The if society. anything, I... I think Lex brings too much of his own like political shit into it. I don't think I thought he I think he's like anti-Trump, if anything. Well, he's pro-Putin, so he's gotta have a little. I was gonna say that's a weird, <laughs> that's a weird conundrum you get into there, isn't it? I just I, don't know where we go. Well, with no, Lex from because here. like my dad is pro-Israel, but he's anti-Trump. You know what I mean? That's not can I, I ex- can I explain to you the problem with having Lex on at this point, though, is... As, and Simon can sit there and say this was his best. This is why I agreed with you, Kamar, saying that I think Simon's just saying that because he's come around and maybe he doesn't realize it. No disrespect, Simon, but I think it's because... Disrespect taken. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. I think it's because um, there's just not a lot of reason to have him on anymore. Like, now Lex, Lex is constantly getting people on Joe's show... And not really vice versa. So it seems like there's just not a lot of talking points anymore for him to be on as much as Tom Papa. This is what I'm saying. He's now a like farm team for Joe Rogan in getting interesting people that Joe might not even have a radar and then passing them over. Then you get a, a double dip. I just don't see where, unless Lex invents something, where we go from here. Here's the thing. Well, no, Lex is now a podcaster. He, he comes on the same way fucking Ari Shafir comes on. You know what I mean? But the difference is when Lex starts asking Joe questions now, they're insightful, they're well thought out, well spoken. Like, they're not stupid anymore. And his first couple of appearances, he was like this giant fanboy that couldn't even grasp the fact that he was there. And I don't know. Man. Can That's I say why this, I though? This was his best, more polished. Hold on. I got to say this, though. I hated, like, I really hated. When he was like, I got to ask you, like, are you okay, Joe? And I'll tell you why I hated it. If you're like, you're Joe's friend, just ask him that off air. If you're genuinely concerned, because he's probably not going to just vent whatever's going on. Like, he's like, seemed like when you were talking about your wife, like, dude, how about you shut the fuck up, Lex? (laughs) That is is true. uh, Joe wasn't dismissive. He's like, what are you talking about? Where does that come from? I I, I thought he uh, served Lex, as it were. Fair enough. My point was just, it seemed, uh, I don't know. No, that's how much he respects Lex. I think with most people, he shuts that shit down quick. 
He talked about his wife for like five minutes, man. To her chagrin, but I think it's because Lex doesn't have relationships. It's like a a marvel of no, I, what's I, it like. I agree. It's like talking to your uh, nephew who thinks you're like the coolest dude in the world because you've made out with a chick on a chairlift uh, at the ski hill, you know? Now, Joe wants Lex to know, move. <laughs> Joe wants Lex to move. Yeah. He said that. To, yeah. Well, he's... Uh, sorry, go ahead. I, I, I thought it was cool that they were drinking on this one for Lex to loosen up a bit. But um, that watch has solidified the move. Well, clearly. He has no choice. To, but to move to Austin. Yeah, oh, he's... I, 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 th I think so. I assume he took that watch to a real estate agent and was like, move me as close to Joe Rogan as you can. This is his watch. I don't think it... Oh, because it's his watch. I see. Um, I think that... Uh, I liked his answer, though. He's like, how long are you here for? I don't know. A week? Five years? Like, Lex is free. I well, imagine he's loosened up. Does he live in his mom's basement? Uh, I, I have oh, no I idea. Bet he lives in a minimalist apartment. Like, I think, you know, I have a family and stuff, but I envy people who could just do that. Say, like, you know what? I'm just gonzo. Fuck. Yeah. That's special freedom. <clears throat> One of the biggest things we forgot to mention off the top is Joe's big plan, which I tried to emulate uh, for our show with no viewers. But it would have been amazing had Joe dressed up in the suit. Yeah, but then I, I because I had watched Lex's podcast with Michael Malice, I was like, this is it's almost hacky at this point. Like it Michael Malice did it a week before, but better because he yeah. wore the white suit, like the the spy versus spy suit. Now, at least yeah, that's how that, I read it. That was that was funny. I would argue it's hackier to say it than you didn't do it. That's right. Touche. You know what I mean? It's like uh, you're going away. Oh, I take it to the Super Bowl, but you can't go. Well, no, it's to get the accolades. It's like, you know, I was going to dress up like Santa, but uh, it was just the three of us, you know? Let's have another white shirt joke. You on. you did it, Kamar. You are a I fucking, did it. You are I did a it. mensch. I did it where Joe could not. That, that's, that's really what it was. You're, you're a bigger man than Joe. Is that what now, you want to hear? Where are my steroids? <laughs> where are my steroids? We need a steroid sponsor. I'm going to look into that for you, Kamar. Yeah, that's what I don't understand. Are they le they're legal, right? If prescribed by a doctor. I never, sorry. I believe they are. Well, again, Joe is on legal steroids. Testosterone replacement therapy is legal, yeah. But I think, uh, I don't know. I remember a guy I worked, wanna... go ahead, Simon. No, no, finish, finish. Oh, just a guy I worked with, like this fucking beefcake that I used to work with in Toronto. Uh, he owns a bar down there. I'm not going to name him. Um, but I remember he was like, Bro, if you want to start working out, I can get you on a fucking... We can get you on some roids, nice little supplement package. We'll fucking set you up. You'll be bulked up in no time. And I just remember being like, what? No. I just want to work out a little bit. Like, I have no desire to take any fucking whatever you're talking about. He's like, oh, I'll just give you a shot in the ass. I, I never got into the price, Kamar, to be honest. That's what I need to know. So I can start my cycle. Kamar, I'll put it to you this way. Nothing's cheap. But it was like the combination of uh, Carl Hart talking about drugs for adults. Yeah. And Fogel doing it, like he's not supposed to do steroids, and he looked into it like it wasn't detrimental as long as you do it uh, with uh, supervision. You know what I mean? I wouldn't want to do it in a back alley. Just turn your uh, quit smoking and turn your cigarette money into steroid money. 
There you go. Nothing changes. This is the plan, boys. This is the plan. Let's get two birds stoned at once. You Jack got it. Diesel man. by June. So listen, this is what I want to put out there, okay? After seeing that picture of Joe with Elon and Chappelle. Mm -hmm. I mean, not that he has COVID, but maybe. That's possible. But he's really big. I didn't realize Joe was quite that big. I'm putting him in the same category as like a, and correct me if I'm wrong here, like a Michael Chiklis. On the shield. Yeah. He's oh, thick. you mean big as in like his size? Yeah. Okay, I thought I thought you meant his stardom. I was like, what are we doing yeah, here he, right now? He's uh, like, shorter than average and like two hundred pounds. That's thick. Yeah, Simon, he's two oh five, and like five five four, on a I tall just, day. I see Joe as like Joe from News Radio, and then of course he got different as in the podcast. But I guess I just never really realized how fucking huge he is. Well, I would have to say back to what we were just talking about, steroids have contributed to that in some way, shape, or form. They make you bigger. Well, they've made his know. jaw bigger. They made everything bigger, yeah. Um, someone like uh, one Barry Boggs. <laughs> I mean, you can yeah. see it when you look at a young Joe Rogan. He looks like... Uh... You know, like a thin but fit Italian guy, like not like super bulky, like, you know, he, he also is a 53 year old man. And men, when they get that, I find that there's like a lot of like workout guys that age that have almost what looks like a gut, but it's just like a weird gutty six pack. And Joe has that, like, I don't know, anytime they did those fucking weigh in challenges, like, dude, he's a fucking, he's a, I mean, he's a monster. I just even mean across. Like, yeah. he is just, well, I Simon, don't mean he's fat. We said I mean, it. he's like just big. We, yeah. We are in agreement. We said it. He's 205 and he's like 5'6. Do the math on that. Yeah, Do we was. believe that Lex Friedman has dropped his desire to build a electronic companion? Because I think that was a low point for all of us with Lex. I believe he's built it. I think it's in the works. I think it sits at his lab. And he talks to it, and he keeps adding shit to it. Now he's put an Omega watch on it. it has it's a, all about the watch. It has a Goggins attachment to get him going. It was Joe's favorite watch. See, that's where I stopped, where I, I was like, oh, shit, it's fucking, I'm, I'm not liking Lex again. He was Goggins. doing that Goggins shit. Yeah, that stuff bugs me. Again, if you want to just do that, cool. I'm not going to stop you. I think it's stupider than all shit, but I do lots of stupid shit. But I'm not like, it's all this, like the publicity of it. I don't like it. I think it's gross. I don't like it. I think Lex under Joe's wing is just inspired to push himself. And this is the easiest way for him to do that. Well, I wish he was pushing himself into like, I don't know, even archery or hunting or something. I just, I don't like this fucking... Oh, shit. not only did he give the watch, <laughs> he, he plied him with meat. It's, <laughs> it's uncanny meat. how much Joe actually loves Lex Friedman. Yeah, he's a big fan. And blatantly obvious, of course, giving him his favorite watch. But for me, it's a homecoming. You guys coming around, anything's possible. I really, really, uh, it, it was interesting. Someone posted on the Reddit, they're interested to see if Simon was going to lose his mind, but you're such a big man, there's... Well, let's talk about it, though. Joe put uh, Bigfoot Bigfoot uh, people in with QAnon in this episode. That is undeniable. Yeah, that was ridiculous. <laughs> that whole... 
It's so uh, convoluted and confusing now. I, I think he was just making a point, though, Maddie, that like it's easy to dismiss people for no matter what the reason, be it QAnon or Bigfoot. You just got to check yourself. It's an interesting way of reading into it. Okay, fair enough. Well, because it, it may be what you believe next that gets put into check. Listen, everything I believe gets put into check all the time. So I'm used to that. But these weird groupings of stuff, it, I, it's a little suspect. I don't, I don't yeah. I don't like on that. a case-by-case case basis. I don't like that, Kamar. I don't like that he just, Bigfoot, he just blanket statement is. And this is, here, this is a perfect example. Joe was totally, um, he thought aliens was a total fucking sham. He came all the way back around to now having a guy on every month. But he'll still shit talk Bigfoot. Well, the real problem, Simon, is that he was a believer. It's, so it's one it's it's one thing to to throw them in with QAnon. It's it it's another to just be like, well, I don't believe anymore, but I did at one point. It's crazy. And here's the thing: if you believe, and I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking blow your mind here, Maddie. Okay. If you believe in aliens, mm-hmm. if you believe that aliens exist, then you believe in Bigfoot. He's got you dead to rights, Maddie. Bigfoot could just as easily be an alien species that we are getting glimpses of the same way we get glimpses of UFOs. They could be. So if you say that aliens could exist, then Bigfoot could exist. Matt's so, head is exploding in front of no, my face. No, it's really not. Fuck off. How about this, Simon? At least, like, I don't see the harm in anyone believing in Bigfoot. Whereas I don't think QAnon is doing anyone any favors. How about that? Sure. I, I don't like it, but whatever. Okay, fine. Whatever. Well, I, I don't, if it's inciting violence. Otherwise, I think it's freedom of speech. I don't, I don't think you can think properly right now, Matt, because your head has exploded yeah. and you're trying to pile your fucking brains the back The pieces in. are all over the floor, Matty. Pull yourself together. Yeah. Smack. I'm having a real tough time over here. I'm in shambles. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, again, I've come around on Lex big time. Uh, I, I really like his podcast. Takes up a, so proud of you guys. Takes up a good amount of my time for sure. Yeah, I mean, listen, there are still things about him that drive me crazy, but the good things outweigh the bad things. So, well, I, I just think it's it's remarkable how we. I would think the way it used to be that it'd be oh my god, but just come around is just anything's possible. Let's look at Israel and Gaza. Let's look at India and Pakistan. Anything can happen. Like the poem? Oh, Jesus Christ, man. Yeah, the poetry needs to fucking stop. It doesn't even make any sense. It doesn't he's even very, make any sense. He's just he's just trying to put himself up there as a sensitive guy. But he doesn't have to. He's like... Anyways. Listen, he must get tons of fucking podcasts, Poonani. This is the question. AI pussy. And I don't think he does. Well, I'm going to write him and find out. We and know I he said, reads the comments, so. If he does, he disappears into a relationship. Imagine if we saw and, Imagine if we saw Joe Rogan's watch on Pawn Stars on the next episode. <laughs> what, what do you think the over-under of Lex moving to Texas is, though? I think you're probably like 100%. I mean, he. It's time. <laughs> but I, how much do you think that watch was worth? Like, it wasn't a Rolex. 
Omega, $10,000. That moon phase one? Possibly. Omega's a really reputable watch, man. Yeah, they're not, they're not fucking cheap, that's for you sure. You know who wears uh, uh, Omega? James Bond. Thank you, Matt. Is that who you were going to say? Yeah. Oh, there we go. Oh, you didn't know that. <laughs> well, I knew I knew it was uh, I knew James Bond wore them. I just didn't know. I thought you were going with someone real, maybe. Wow. Man. But James, James Bond calls Bond. it an Omega. Fair enough. He drives Aston Martins too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, Simon, it, it was an expensive watch for sure. No joke. And uh, what a nice guy Joe is. That's very. When you got that uh, that Spotify fuck off money, why not just give everyone give everyone a watch? Shirt off your back. Well, when Joe said that, I I believe him. When he said that, you know, that's how he kind of rectifies the karmic universe for himself. Unless he's a drawer of Moon Omegas. <laughs> no, I don't mean with the watch. Underneath I mean the with table. actually helping people by bringing them on his podcast, from promoting them, from, you know. Kamar, it's like in Layer Cake when the guy's got the, he gets the, um, <clears throat> he gets the Zippo engraved with the councilman's initials. And he's like $20,000 lie to that. But he has like a ton of them. He's like, oh, I get those all the time. That sort of thing. Yeah. It's like the gift bags that the rappers give out to their uh, ladies after they leave in the morning, you know? Yeah. Little do we know, Joe made, they, Omega sent Joe 15 watches for that plug. Look how Kamar's frozen. Oh, is he frozen? I thought he was just in shock. No. Anyway, we should probably wrap this up anyway. Seeing as Kamar is uh, frozen. Do you have anything else to add, Simon? No, I thought it was a good episode. I had fun. I mean, we should rate it, but we should also wait for him. Poor guy. Was it a Saturday drop? Yes, it was a Saturday drop, yeah. Well, no, no, it was a Friday. No, 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 it was a Friday drop. No Saturday. It came I, out Friday. I think uh, I think to next week we might be Joeless. I don't know if I'd be angry, although we have an ad to fulfill, so we'll have to do something. We'll have some sort of show, but... I don't know. You know, it is what it is. Well, wow, Kamar's like really frozen. Okay, well, Simon, rate it. Uh, I give this episode a, a three and a half. Uh, three, seven, five. Three, seven, five. Um, I'll give it a four. Give it a four? Holy fuck. What is no, happening? No, a three, a three, seven, five. A three, seven, five. Okay. Well, just because I, I got to come around for Lex. Like, I was so hard on the guy. Fair enough. And I, you know, I do really enjoy his podcast. Okay. So no, a three seven five. There were still some problems. There was poetry. There was uh, whatever that thing you said. <laughs> whatever that thing you said. Yeah, well, I can't remember now. Uh, there was a lot I, of stuff. I, I said. agreed with it though. No, yeah. there was something about what he said to Joe, but I don't remember what it was. Okay. Um, don't matter. All right, I rate it. Did I rate it already? No. I'll give it a two and a half. Oh, maybe you did. Yeah, okay. And then I guess we'll Kamar's rating you'll get in the post, Joe, everyone. Because it doesn't seem there like he's go. coming back. That's the hook. I bet his phone died, realistically, when I think about it. that's yeah. That has to be what happened. Probably. Um, all right. Well, uh, thank you so much for listening. If you made it this far, that's absolutely incredible. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, if you want to uh, join in the discussion, you can head over to um, reddit.com slash J-R-E-E podcast. Um, there's a YouTube. It's youtube.com slash J-R-E-E podcast. We have an Instagram and a Twitter. They're both at J-R-E-E podcast. You can follow Kamar on Instagram at Kamar Babar for all of your Ottawa weather, if you're into that. <laughs> um, 
what else? I think that's it. I hit it all, didn't I? Oh, and the Patreon. No, the most important, of course. Kamar would kill me. Uh, if you want uh, to listen to the post show and support the show, you can go over to patreon.com slash J-R-E-E podcast. And uh, yeah, support us for as little as $5 a month. Help us out. I I listened to, uh, I'm sorry, Matthew. I listened to uh, Adam Curry on the Higher Side Chats this week. Yeah. And it's a really interesting conversation. Hmm. Yeah. I suggest you listen to it. Yeah, sorry. Uh, well, I read an interesting podcast. I read an interesting article this week that I posted on the JREE Reddit um, about how podcasting was 20 years old this week, and it's wow, a very yeah. inter- it's a very interesting read because um, the guy who invented RSS didn't he didn't think it had any like audio properties. Like he was like, I don't know how this is going to work or if it will. Um, and they never brought that up in the episode with Joe. It was Adam Curry that like convinced him. Very interesting read. Anyway. Yeah, no, Adam Curry's a super smart guy. He has a lot to say. Mm-hmm. All right, well, that's it. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you have a great week, weekend, and as usual. Keep your eyes open, folks.